you know, there's this amazing thing that happens in the body called ketogenesis, where the liver creates ketones, and you get there two different ways. You can get there through fasting, or you can get there through the keto diet. Feed me more. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. I am the Big Guy Ryback. we got the third wheel, Asian Joe, the show technician, and JD in Florida. He's adjusting his lights. What's that? He, he's, he's, he's glow. He was glow. Oh, there he is. Glowing. JD, did you JD install is... a TV behind you now with the logo? No, too? He's, he, has a, he has an LED light going on. I am podcasting from above. <laughs> Jesus? Somebody podcasting. Jesus. My wi my, my Wi-Fi is tremendous. What I didn't see the light come on. What did it look like with uh, a he's dark. Did it go out? Your light burned out. <laughs> uh, nope. <laughs> I just realized every time you say a third wheel, it seems like you and JD are dating and I'm just hopping along. If, for first time <laughs> listeners, we should probably clarify that that is not the situation. <laughs> Because before it was with Phoenix, right? So I went from looking really cool to now it's a different, entirely. Not that you can't still look as cool, just an entirely different show. We are we are targeting a whole other uh, community. Are we? Well, if that's the angle we're playing, I guess here. so. Well, if people are actually following along, they wouldn't think that we're dating near the third wheel because you're the one always throwing out these dates to, or invitations to Ryan to go to. Bowling or to the uh, but he's trying never, to woo you, but me it away never happens. You. But it never the, happens. Uh, the restaurant in the dark, yeah. If it ever happens, though, we, no, he always, in he all always fairness, we haven't had it, we up. haven't really talked about it outside of on this show. No, exactly. That is <laughs> me and Dolph, you up, Joe. Dolph Ziggler's actually flying himself uh, to Las Vegas for New Year's Eve. Oh, no, to specifically come here and party with the big guy, is he? Yes. I'm very proud of that. It, and it's, I can't let him down on this because we've had, we, I'm about 50 50 with the Zigman when he comes in town. Uh -huh. Sometimes it, I'm good to go and other times I'm not because it's always, he's always on the strip and it's always like, there's nights I just don't feel like drinking. And when we hang out, we drink. What are some thing. of the things that he, well, I mean, what can you say that he does on the strip? No, it's just when we hang out, we have drinks together. Okay. That, our, me and Dolph Ziggler's relationship revolves around Hooters, chicken wings, and beers. Uh -huh. And whenever he's in Las Vegas, it tends to be it's been for the the AVN Awards before. Yeah. Like, we we go we go hard on the paint, as uh, Brodus Clay would say, from our good friends friend Aaron Stevens. It is, it is a like if he comes here for New Year's, it's Ubering out there fairly early in the day to beat the shutdown. Yes. And then having drinks, he's actually got the hookup at the Hooters Hotel. <laughs> you would think Dolph Ziggler, this big superstar, would be staying no. at maybe the Bellagio or... It's a baller on a budget right the there. <laughs> in all fairness, though, this is this is what we do. The Hooters is, is hooking him up and giving him a free hotel room. Okay. So how, the, the rates for the weekend of New Year's oh, are... Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So I understand he's... So we're going to meet at Hooters. We're going to pregame at Hooters, have some wings, have some hard drinks, and then we're, uh, we're going to go to Sapphire for the evening. So this, You might see me there. This could actually be a big – this could be our first kind of date. 
at South I, by Well, the thing is, it'll be the, I'll still be the third wheel. It'll be, it'll be you and Dolph. It'll it's going to be me <laughs> trying <laughs> to hit on your friends all night and, yeah, uh, probably. and then getting carried out of the club later on. Have your friends. Well, that's okay. I'm employed Call there my now. friends. I'm actually you working there. But you're working it. Mm-hmm. I am officially employed at Sapphire. What what is the job? Oh, my my job is to handyman. Be... You do a little bit of everything. Yeah, I fix everything there. <laughs> uh, no, I do the like the recording of like the social media aspect for like the recording of videos stuff like that. For whenever whenever a feature comes on, That's usually on Friday gig. Friday and Saturdays. So and I'm there. I'm there Friday and Saturdays. Is this like you're officially on the books? Yes. Is this I gave my W nine. I gave they. I'm on their program. So they give you paychecks. For yes. This. Is this now? Is this a decent gig for what it is? It's only for the weekend, so it's not is, every I mean, day. So, I feel yeah. like any amount of pay is where you're essentially getting paid to go be around beautiful women. Yeah, but that's my and, job. And, and that's re- my job in general. record them like a creep, by the way. Yeah, I am. I am. Uh, they hired me to be a creep. <laughs> Joe's going to use his handyman eye, and he's going to see a little bit of wiggle room on the pole, and he's going to have to stop it to go and make a repair, tighten it down, make sure that everybody's safe. <laughs> Get that Allen wrench ready. I just picture you walking around the club with like the selfie sticks hooked up to your body, all these different kind of. I actually have to have like most likely I'm probably have to carry two cameras with me, so I have to do photos and video. This is I am I have never been more pleased. <laughs> Will you be able to? Because otherwise we're going to use our buddy Disco Inferno, Glenn Gilberti, to give us the hookup. Once you hit him, he's he's more better off connected uh, yeah. than, I, than, than I. No, I just like you're sure. just starting and asking for favors right off the yeah. bat. Yeah, even though I just started, I just started out last <laughs> week. So put Joe in a horrible position. Yeah. So um, uh, yeah, can we get like a table and like forty bottles for <laughs> Ryback and his friends? He's probably going to mess things up later. In the yeah, night exactly, and, and I'm going to have to deal with it. So you get fired. You last one weekend. It was a good. It was a good run. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Oh man! I do need to right off the bat, just before I get in, we get into everything here. We have a great interview on the show this week for everybody. Um, Thomas Delauer, uh, who I whom I consider uh, an expert on intermittent fasting, uh, a good fifty-five minute interview with him, with me and uh, JD coming up in the show, and uh, I want to give a shout out to a wrestling historian on Instagram. He is uh, the one, uh, Larry Francis, who makes a lot of these interviews possible and has been uh, a great person to know. Met him years ago, um, a great wrestling fan, and uh, he, he's offered his services a long time ago when I wasn't really interested in doing interviews, but he, um, he, he's been a big help for the show and helping us get some of these these names on here and uh, in reaching out and organizing that. So follow a wrestling historian on Instagram. And a shout out also to Vegas Beauty Skin Center here in Las Vegas. Uh, their Instagram is Vegas Beauty Skin Center. I'm uh, doing laser hair removal. They've uh, done my whole body so far. And uh, I am, I'm, it takes anywhere from 8 to 12 sessions to completely rid your body of growing body hair. Uh-huh. So I'm breaking it up into two sessions, like one one week and that one the other week, but you got to keep them eight weeks apart. Uh, upper body one week, lower body the next, wait eight weeks, repeat for 
10 to 12 sessions probably. So your body's going to be like a dolphin now. I'm going to just be I'm a hairless dolphin. Well, when he's done, he has to go back for the third section. they got to zap his ass. <laughs> I'm going to be a completely hairless man except for my ass. Like, it's just gonna... So like, like an Asian guy, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, a, a shout-out to them, the Vegas Beauty Skin Center. If you're in Vegas, they have many services they offer. They, uh, they've been great. They are, they are removing my body hair for free. And it's, uh, I am, it, it was a, about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And it's a laser, it's a laser remover. Yeah, it's painless, it, it, it quick and efficient, and uh, the staff is, is great there, so. How long, how long was the session? About session an hour and 15 minutes oh, per, okay. for the whole upper body, and except for my back, because I don't, I'm not, a, I don't have a hairy back, so luckily. And, uh, and how could you have possibly, at one point in time, been the silverback? That is, I'm a fraud, Come JD, on. if you don't know that. Just a total fraud. It's just, <laughs> the, the face that just, JD makes. <laughs> I feel like JD's playing Reddit fan number 134 tonight over there. What's a Reddit? <laughs> oh, there he is up close. McCool Mysterio 69 at redditdolphin.com. <laughs> weird, weird name like that. Yeah. But, uh, man, holiday season is upon us. It's, Last uh, year, well... Well, I supposedly, I was supposed to be on this show last week, but uh, apparently I had to get a text message that I wasn't on Skype. You no, know, well, we did, so again, <laughs> apologize. We we try to keep the, the gang together as much as possible. Yeah. The, uh, I wasn't able to come, unfortunately, but uh, I was No, we called on the, um, with, when we did the Skype with Aaron Stevens, formerly Damian Sandow in the WWE, yeah. and it did not... It did, like you didn't pick up. It was essentially just yeah. Like, which I never got a yeah. I was but, on my Skype and it didn't show. Because that was so the I one I called. Was mm-hmm. the one you sent me. Yeah. But I don't know. But I went to text you as we were talking. That it didn't. Whatever the and then uh, I tried to do it kind of like in between while we're having the conversation. Right. And then I set my phone down. It didn't send it. Yeah, I know. So I'm sitting there in the kitchen. And it's like, is he doing a show or is it? What's going on? I apologize, Joe. <laughs> I didn't right. mean to keep you waiting. Yeah. It, was, it would have been my, my one-year anniversary in that last podcast, but it's all right. Technically, your one-year anniversary it was wasn't like December. Here. Wasn't it December 9th, 11th, or something like that? I love everybody keeps track of everything on the show but me. I literally, yeah. I'm horrible with all this stuff. I'm reminding myself, I was like, Christmas gifts for people. Like, I'm just like, oh. Yeah, did you already, did you already buy I started buying stuff on Amazon. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know, I'm not really, well, my, my parents are not Christian or whatever, so don't really have to worry about my mom's Muslim. My dad's Buddhist. Okay. So um, we don't really... Peaceful s- family. <laughs> yeah. That, that's why they're not together anymore. <laughs> um, but uh, no, we're not really more... We, we, give, you know, we give money, but we don't really buy gifts to each other, which is great. That's, I feel like that happens with a lot of families as you get older. You yeah. just give each other... That's why I think those gift cards are such a big hit in the grocery stores. Have you seen like Walgreens? Yeah. Those things used to start off like there would only be a couple things up there. But now it's so many. It's literally just like a hundred different gift but cards. But those gift cards, dude, like before they had expiration dates. And yeah. so, so much money has gone to those companies who sold gift cards that unused money has been used for merchandise and stuff like that until I think lawmakers said like, no, 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 you can't have... You can't have that. Because you're using money to put money on something, and then you're putting an ex- expiration date on the money, essentially. Exactly. Money never expires. Right. And so, but now, but the thing is, if you think about it, when you buy something, sometimes you probably have like 10 cents, 
five cents a, a penny left over. You don't use it. You don't use it, and so that adds up. And so that's how much. Look at how much money that's still companies make from well that. how can the company claim that though because you're giving them well, let's say it's fifty dollars you're giving the company actually $50. Getting, yeah okay they already yeah. got fifty dollars from you and so if you buy a merchandise for let's say whether you redeem it or yeah, not yeah redeem it or not you still like like for 49.99 that's a penny going still you have so i mean I should yeah. start doing gift cards on the website yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man what else is going on this week? Um, the Kevin Hart. I don't know if you did. You hear about that? He was. Well, I was asking. I meant about you, Joe. Oh, I with haven't me. seen you in two fucking two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I Caught disappeared. Myself. It's not like it's Just not like let I disappeared. It be. Just let it be. I thought I thought we were talking about Kurt. Trying not to cuss as much on this show. I'm trying to. I thought, I thought I, hey, listen, listen. I think we should like with moderation for everything, right? Instead of going zero to hero, maybe we just scale it back and see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I told we, we have a situation here with the show where, and possibly, I had just found out the we've had issues with the numbers for the past year since we made the move from Audio Boom to Mid Roll to then now being hosted by Art Nineteen that there was a huge fluctuation and they've used a different metric system and, and there's been a lot of different things. It's affected a lot of podcasts. But I found out that we weren't being hosted on quite a few of the major platforms that we used to be hosted on mm -hmm. and uh, when that switch was made. And uh, so we have now got that all back and in place. But uh, I was just, I was telling the guys, telling we were just talking about it and for our listeners, trying not to cuss quite as much which we've already said ass, but that's kind of a... I feel like that's a... That's, that's a, a baby that's word. A, yeah. That's an acceptable word now. I, but it's not like... There's, we don't cuss all the time, but it is used. There are times... You use, you use the F word a lot. I Do I? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I've tried to use it once already. Yeah, actually, jo Joe, Joe and I are, are pretty good with the few that we drop. You're the one that's got to scale it back. Yeah, there. yeah. It's, it's, it's all about you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a little uncalled for. I think they all add up together at the end of the show. You don't. Nobody could see who says what. Yeah, it's a well, team. his, his thirty-seven plus my three plus Joe's two. two yeah, I mean yeah. it's forty-one total. God damn. <laughs> well, if I could do it, we all could do it. We'll see. Sure. sure. I, that doesn't count. I don't think I technically didn't finish the words, so that didn't count. I've, I've been good so far this show. What fudge? <laughs> F U C and you forgot the K. Yeah, yeah. That was where. Yeah, I didn't say it. Didn't didn't. The K on Wait, it. Wait, so can we spell it? Like if we say... <laughs> what are we, six years old, Joe? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was curious as how you were doing. I'm, like I mentioned, I started working for Sapphire, and uh, um, I was under the weather for a little bit, but I'm back. I'm You're back. I'm back. <laughs> That's good. JD, you have a good week? Were you, were, you, were you under the weather after you started at Sapphire? Ooh, before. Good question. Oh, before. Yeah. I was going to say, okay. That is a very good question, though, J.D. Well, you know. I wear protection. A lot of, ba lot of, lot of filth, those clubs. Yeah, I wear, I wear gloves. I wear gloves. A lot of the, uh, the employees that I know there, they're sick quite often. Yeah, because you're dealing with so many people. Same thing for yeah. conventions. Yeah. You're, you're, there's so many people coming, coming inside and outside from different parts of the country. Of course, there's going to be bound to one person who never bathed and never showered. No, doesn't know how to 
wash their hands. It's bound to happen. There's nothing wor- worse than somebody that doesn't bathe. Mm-hmm. Um, I walked into the post office the other day, and the entire post office smelled like B.O. Oh. A, have you ever encountered, I'm sure we all have all encountered that you just, at the gym, there's that one person that is just stinking up the entire. Oh, yeah. They're not wearing deodorant and they're doing military presses. Yeah. Man, you wouldn't think that there is nothing like the wrath of an armpit BO when it's yeah. somebody that doesn't bathe. Mm-hmm. Well, because you don't know how long they've been marinating. That's, that's, you know what's crazy? That's the thing where when it, it's it taking up an entire room, that's who knows how long and, that and is. And you look at that person, it's like, how do you not smell yourself? And what happens is, I think it was, it's, I forgot it's called sensory um, deprivation. I, maybe, but like, no, like but it no, is. it's like the no, the nose gets used to your body smell that it'll cancel it out. Your brain will cancel yep. it out because you get used to that smell. There's also or to, people, or to them, they think it's like a two out of ten, and to us, we're like yeah. it's a ten out of ten. Yeah, like, you know, it's man. it's no. Yeah, I the I've I've heard with certain parts of the of the world that that's like a thing though. That's mm-hmm. like it they, that's sought after. By some people, like they enjoy it, or I mean, they can't. They might might have the. They might live in a poor. No, that's a reason. Too. Definitely a reason too. But there's other parts where that is like a thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a almost like a pheromone. Yes. Type of, like that. Well, there are some people who actually. I mean, it's not going to happen at the gym, but there are some people that their natural body odor doesn't stink. It's got a smell to it like the pheromones right but it doesn't stink so yeah. like if they're not wearing deodorant and you can smell like the real smell but i mean like if you're active or you live somewhere hot or you know you're going to the gym it's gonna stink yeah yeah i think we talked about this before in the past but like you know your body will get used to a deodorant and so it'll sometimes it may not work so that's why you should change you know change the deodorant every now and then so that way your body doesn't get used to um deodorant sometimes i double up now i go with the secret deodorant because mm-hmm. that's the strongest I've, I've found out of all the deodorants mm-hmm. and with bod spray but so i i deodorize and then i bod spray a double whammy and i have no issues hmm. yeah so you're use feminine products and then you use a douchey <laughs> product I or no at least it's not axe no it's not a, it's bod it's spray bod black spray. which is actually it's not sold in stores anymore it used to be you have to order it online. It's why is uh, it not sold at stores anymore? I, I don't. It's 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 a treat, oh. Asian Joe. It's actually, it's uh, bod spray black. I've talked about it before. You, any guy out there, I, you big guy does not lie. I I tell the truth. Go buy some bod spray black and watch the compliments roll in. You're welcome. Tomorrow on the dirt, she's gonna be Ryback invented bod spray. <laughs> <laughs> Says it will get you women. Yeah, <laughs> claims he he's had sex with thousands of women and yet married. Yeah, <laughs> still married. <laughs> Revealed he's dating JD and Asian Joe's the third wheel. I also want to mention last show you, you need like after your interview you had to pee so bad you didn't realize you can cut. You know, it's like hey, can we can we pause for a second and you go to the bathroom? That is, I treat the show like it's a live game, <laughs> Joe. That we can there's no timeouts. <laughs> But then you talk about it afterwards. It's like okay, that kind of. <laughs> but for the li- I, I, I go all in. I go all in. What's actually? I actually brought something. Um, there's a thing called Travel John, <laughs> which you Whoa. could actually use if you're actually traveling. I actually gave it to um, 
Kimmy Granger, I actually mailed this to her, where she travels a lot and she has to pee. It actually is good for uh, for the female and for all unisex. Can I see? So, yeah. <laughs> what is it? Let me it's see. A, Show it here for her. So, yes. So it's it's the material absorbs the material of a diaper inside here. Oh yeah. So when you pee, it, it'll absorb into it. So that way, if you it doesn't spill or stuff like that. What 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 does it turn into? Is it does it's this just, expand? It, it, it expands. So it kind of is just like a big just like cotton ball holding your piss. Pretty much, but if you, especially if you, it's good for long long travels and stuff like that. that good for long johns. Yeah, but it's it's called travel john. And so when I saw the episode, is this I was like, the kind of like the cup to. It's well. It's for used for for female for for male. Well, they just hold it up then. I guess so. I mean, I'm not a female, but uh, I mean, I give I've given it to some some women, and they thoroughly are happy about because sometimes they're in uh, traffic, they're stuck in traffic, they can't stop. Yeah. So. What a good idea, actually. Yeah. This to be... any of our to any of our listeners who might be fans of the Trailer Park Boys, they're thinking, "Come on, nothing that a good old piss jug can't solve." <laughs> Yeah, but this. Yeah, but if it, if it spills, is, yeah. if it spills, Dumb and Dumber, we've yeah. all seen it. It's, oh well, those are beer bottles. Come on now. Yeah, but yeah, We're talking about an, a piss jug. I've uh, I've done that. Gallon. Where I I've, I I piss a lot. Yeah, and I've I've had a I can't remember what it was on the road. It was uh, one of those big Gatorade bottles. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> or maybe it wasn't that. Maybe it was like one of the. It was not like the. It was a bottle that should have been big enough. Sure. And it wasn't, and I remember, like, I had to stop, but it was, like, all the way to the top, and, like, it was, it was, unc- yeah. so this one, I threw it out I think window. this one's about 20, is it 28 ounces? Yeah. 800 cc's. Yeah. <laughs> is it, now, could that be used for one and two? Because I feel. I, I don't think about <laughs> Two might be a different story, but, uh, no, it's for number one, mainly. Is that, the, that this, this is the Travel John. What this is, is the, called the Travel John. What would the number two one be called? The Travel Potty or something? Get a goddamn bathroom is what it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, if you. Yeah, you're on an airplane. I, I've, just hold yeah. it. But uh, I've it. given, I saw, I saw the episode, and I saw uh, it was an opportunity of, because I, ha- I usually keep it in my car just in case. That would be incredible that I have to use. They're our main sponsor, so I only use that. I don't take breaks, but I... <laughs> I, I uh, pee under the table. Welcome to the sixth hour of. <laughs> hey, so how does the top close on it? There's no. It's, it's not. There's no. You basically kind of fold it in, like twist it up like that. Ugh. I feel like <laughs> they could have. But but the thing is, though, like I've I've poured water in yeah. here. I poured water in here, flipped it upside down, and, and liquid doesn't come out. So that's a fresh bag right there. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> 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 yeah, give me a second here. <laughs> the uh, maybe during our first break of the show, I'll test it out. But yeah, it's uh, available. <laughs> it's available. You can get it. I think Walgreens, um, Harbor Freight, and also Amazon. So wait, how much are they? Um, I think for an eighteen pack, it's like thirty bucks. Whoa! Yeah, wait, I would have thought they would have went way lower price than that. Eighteen, yeah, eighteen of these. That doesn't. Those are like... way more expensive than diapers. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. Can... But you do you want to wear a diaper the entire time? No. Well, but I mean, couldn't you realistically get like a, a heavy duty diaper and just piss into the diaper? You could. <laughs> but I, are you going to wear a diaper the entire time? No, you just like a pull up and you just like, you don't pull it up. You just hold it open and like, sh- no. But then it's going to be all over you. 
No, the diaper is going to absorb it. Guys, this is an opportunity here. This uh, company is clearly shooting too high. Yeah. We come out with a cheaper version. You could. Feed me pee bag. <laughs> Feed no. me pee bag. Feed me pee bag. This is... Instead of urgency, fifty urgent cents a bag. But no, but if if, if Travel John, <laughs> that's actually not if a Travel bag. John, urgent pee, urgent pee is this podcast, we might yeah, get we sponsored said it by it on the podcast. <laughs> that is a poor man's trademark for any of you copycats out there. What? Urgent pee, urgent, urgent pee. pee. We need a we need a cool little catchphrase. Pee, pee body, pee buddy. Urgent pee. We need a nice catchphrase we, for this. We all urgently have to pee. Urgent pee. That problem no longer exists with urgent pee. <laughs> I'm just thinking. For next year, big business. It's just, yeah. <laughs> sell sell enough that we can buy a jet. <laughs> I do a little bit of everything. I've always wanted to open a car wash too. Yeah, you always. I always see your Instagram while it was in the. Car I love wash. I love car washes. I see I see you get especially in Vegas because it's such a big business here oh, in yeah. the desert. You get a nice location. Right on a nice spot, it, and those things they are they are self sustaining after a period of time. But it's uh, feed me more suds. I really like to. You know what else is big business too is um, if you can get a location near a highway. Yep. Um, have a, a, a bay that will accommodate semi trucks. Those guys love keeping their trucks clean, mm -hmm. and there's so few places to. Ooh. My uncle used to uh, own a gas station, and it was a truck stop. And every other trucker would say, do you know where I can wash my truck? I can't find anywhere to wash my truck. And he was just like, wow, they all want to wash their trucks. There's no there's no place big enough. They don't want to just hose it down. No. No. They don't you know, they they deserve more than that. They, actually... Yeah. They, so that's another thing to – Have we – There's actually one by on, – on... On the 15 and Craig by me. Yeah. There's no, a, I know what you're talking about over there. But guys, I think we got to look at big picture here. We, so that's a great idea. But there's hey, nothing. Hey, hey, urgent pee with the, the trucker car wash. Yes. Not a bad idea because that's going to be other, other and business. pepperoni sticks. Pepperoni sticks. Pepperoni sticks. We, we build a haven for these guys. They deserve it. Yeah. We have the we have it's an all in one stop off the highway. Yes. They can clean their trucks, get a nice get a nice restaurant, something in there for the truckers, a massage parlor. Mm -hmm. These guys around the corner, everything all in one center. This is what we got to be building towards here. Give them everything they want, all well, in one stop. You know, trucker love, North trucker love. That's dude, the name there's of the no, haven. Dude, seriously, there's a freaking plenty of land out by the the highway you can still build. That's. Yeah. But this is something because what do tr truckers the, the, they want clean trucks, mm -hmm. they want to be fed, and they love their massages. Have Wait, you... hold on, that's legal. That's legal in Nevada, is it not? Absolutely. Okay, oh, well. so I'll run. I'll run the massage parlor. That's evil fitting. <laughs> I can't do it. Asian guy run it. <laughs> I can't do Welcome it. Welcome to Asian Joe Massage Parlor. Bypassed. I can't do it. <laughs> I could pick up the money and leave. Yeah. And then you have to meet me outside. It's, it can't come in. I, I vowed years ago. No more. Brown envelope. One day Joe runs out of an envelope. He puts it in the <laughs> urgent pee. Yeah. yeah here's, uh, the, uh, here's the urgent pee. <laughs> truckers don't need much else than that. A shower. No, that, but that's what we'd have at the gas station. Yeah. Everything there with the truck cleaning. Mm -hmm. That We'd have the the Flying J, whatever those, the what's the nice ones? 
Uh, there's Pilot, uh, yeah. Flying J. Just duplicate Lugs. that. Not not a tough deal at all. Give them the give them a nice facility to clean their trucks. There's a there's a come and go. Well, that'll be the name of the massage parlor. Yes, come and go. <laughs> and then uh, or come yeah, come and go. Yeah. No, you guys come on, Rub and Tug Express. <laughs> uh, Got to have Express because they like driving fast. Do they? Do they need anything else? Just fucking like pork rinds and pepperoni sticks. Cuss, JD. We'll have to bleep that out. <sighs> I didn't cuss. F bomb. Did I? Yeah, you yeah. don't even realize it. That's like your thirteenth one. It's not my third. Thirteenth <laughs> one. Thirteenth. Thirteenth. Not third. You guys are exaggerating here. Oh, man. Do you need, need a, a pee break? <laughs> here, here, here you go. <laughs> Actually, I will say this. Yeah, we'll go ahead. We'll take a quick little break right here. And we'll be right back after these messages. It's the big guy Ryback with Feed Me More Nutrition. And I just wanted to say thank you guys for another great year. We started the brand with three supplements. And we're now getting ready to release our seventh supplement, our 10-count creatine. We just released our GTS Go to Sleep High-Powered Sleep Aid. So if you have a difficult time falling asleep or staying asleep, check out our all-natural GTS Sleep Aid available on FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. Speaking of FeedMeMore.com, we have all new domestic shipping rates. No shipping over $9.99 domestically anymore, with rates as low as $4.99. We want to be more competitive, and as a thank you guys for being loyal customers, offer you the best shipping rates we possibly can. So if you guys haven't checked out FeedMeMore Nutrition, now's your chance. We are a premium all-natural supplement company that gives you safe, natural formulas that get results. FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. Get hungry. Stay hungry. Feed. Me. More. And we are back. Oh, man. How was your pee break? All I could think about was the pee... What's it called? The travel john? Travel's going to call it the pee john. The pee john? Yeah. Or the urgent pee? Urgent pee. <laughs> so when you uh, <clears throat> came in... I uh, told you about my garbage disposal. Yeah. This was uh, another classic case of uh, a downfall of changing your name to Ryback. The uh, garbage disposal went out mm-hmm. and I had to call a company. Because at first I didn't... I'm surprised you didn't call me first. Well, no, I, yeah, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. It's I've never had any. It's I, it, about four weeks ago it went out, but it, I, it reset, and that's that's all I've ever had to do is yeah. reset it. But uh, I think I actually had talked. About, I talked about my garbage disposal when the shot glass yeah fall in there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, did. I yeah, that, yeah. So, but I didn't realize the garbage disposal disposal that came with uh, the house mm-hmm. is uh, a one third yeah and uh, horsepower. So I ordered a one uh, one horsepower, which I think is the most powerful one. Or they probably have yeah. higher, probably but that's higher, from, yeah. uh, that you can from from Amazon or something. Like yeah, that? Mm-hmm. and uh, because I, I put some food down that quite a bit, yeah. not like full plates or anything, but no. little pieces. Yeah, and uh, usually I was on the road all the time. So, but the last couple of years I've been home using it so much more. But it went out, and then the sink started getting clogged up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, anyways, I called this company. And I, I filled out a form online. They called me, set it up. And as soon as I entered the door, I kind of knew. It was a guy and his kid. 
and I could tell how they were acting. Uh, wait, get it. He you, brought his you kid to work. Company? Oh, my, come on. Yeah. You uh, don't bring a kid to. You would think. How old? Like, not old, like a kid. Like, a, I mean. Like a five, like a six-year-old or no, something? No, older than that. I don't, I, I, I couldn't. Like, when you say kid, like, he, he's old enough, he was oh, trying old. to show him the ropes. Oh, or no. Or no. is because his Ryback's house. So, I, I tend to think that he's about 10 years old. He, yeah. he wasn't going into the workforce anytime soon. If that makes sense, that that's kind of where I, and I you can tell when you meet somebody kind of how they're acting, mm-hmm. and uh, and then it was confirmed kind of to me what was going on. Is there in the kitchen? Um, and he's like, yeah, the garbage disposal's out. You got to order a new one. Yep, got that. And uh, he goes, we could either do everything all for you, or he goes, it's cheaper. And he goes, just letting you know. Cheaper, you know, you order the garbage disposal and then we could just install it for you. He goes, if we do everything for you, uh, you're looking at probably around six hundred fifty dollars. What? Yeah, just he. That was the reaction. I, I why I didn't tell you the price before. He goes, but but if you buy it, which is about a hundred and something yeah, dollars for like a garbage, bucks or but he like goes, that. if you buy it, I'll only only five hundred. And get uh, the fuck out of here! I had, to, I had to swear in this one. There's the, no way. <laughs> and uh that just I, wouldn't have worked if he said fudge or anything. Yeah, no, yeah, it, yeah, you, yeah. I had to I had to say you could, you could just do get the F fud, out. No. Fud Rucker. Yeah. <laughs> no. Remember that restaurant? Yeah. It's still around. Fud Rucker's still around. Is it the so I uh and he goes, Are there any other uh pipes uh in your house that are or plumbing where it's a little bad? I go, My upstairs bathroom has been slow. The drain, I go, that's the one I shave in, though, all the time. And I go, usually just pouring the, the commercial cleaner down it, the drain pipe. Take care of it. it takes care of it. And I go, every you know every six months, I got to pour a bottle down something. And he goes, no, 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 don't do that. He goes, that stuff, the commercial like Drano and things of that nature, he said are, and I don't know how true this is. Maybe you would know this. He said they actually hurt your pipes more by forming like a glue it like blocks your pipe uh-huh. over time. Like it forms some sort of like gluey type. I'm not sure about that. I I never have heard this, and I tried to look it up and didn't see anything on yeah. that. But then there's there's new like bioavailable like organic like not mm-hmm. organic but like more natural drain cleaners. Yeah, septic safe or whatever. Yeah, so I bought two of those. It's like Green Goblin or something. Okay. And uh, I poured one upstairs, which I forgot to run the hot water already. Uh, so that's why I caked in right now. Yeah, I need to, <laughs> I need to go run hot water. Um, I'll do it after the, sh- uh, after the show. But And then I got to do it once I switch out the garbage disposal down here. But uh, yeah, I had, uh, like I knew... Uh, Have you tried baking soda and vinegar? I heard that's bad to do that. Is it? That, the, I thought... It's like it's anything like, online, so that's recommended. Yeah. But it says also why not to do it. So it's like you really just don't know what to trust anymore. How could that be worse than Drano, though? Yeah, because it's you wouldn't think. I, I don't see how it can, quite frankly. I've done baking soda and vinegar. Just curious if anybody out there does know that the, the 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 true story of the Drano situation. That's the secret to making the the little volcano. Yeah. The little lemon juice. Yeah. The the red dye. Yep. And uh. Is it baking? Baking. I always confuse baking soda, baking powder, baking soda. Baking soda, right? Baking baking soda is what you would use for that. Yeah, for for the fizz and stuff like that. Let me ask you, Joe. What would your rate be to to? to, Because you're a handyman of all sorts. 
That would be like 50 bucks. Yeah, right? It's like a 20-minute job. Yeah, I watched the, in, in, the, the video it's online on how to do it, and I was like, oh, I could do this. I yeah, just you don't, can do that. I, uh, I, I'm a big believer in not trying to be Tim the Toolman Taylor, though, on certain things, <laughs> especially when dealing with, with water and yeah, pipes. Yeah, wipes, with and, yellow, uh, electrical stuff. Yeah. You, well, you just shut off the power. and like I, yeah. No dummy. I just don't. That's not the kind of thing I want to screw up because mm-hmm. then it could end up being way worse because it's not expensive to have someone come out and do it. Yeah, but not five hundred and sixty dollars. No, no. We had to, and then oh, to make it even better, he wanted to. He in his attempt to tell me not to use commercial pipe cleaners, he said I he put the thing down the drain and showed going all the way along, which he goes, you see that grease in there, which there's a clear like the pipes are nowhere near like, there's just a little bit of buildup for whatever over the grease yeah. in the. No, I've never poured any drain cleaner down those pipes, by the way, uh-huh. in the kitchen. So in his attempt to tell me never to do that, or didn't even offer like the the, the natural one that I got, was uh, he would cut me a deal with the blasting the pipes uh, upstairs and down, only $1,000 to do the sink. Uh, I believe he quoted me 500 to do upstairs, and he would do the garbage disposal for 300 So... A job in total that would be about $150 with my garbage disposal and installation fee. He was trying to charge me there $1,800. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. He told you the prices for blasting the pipes, and then you just blasted ass yeah. at it. Yeah. Well, I remember I called a plumber. I, they, they went, after they left, I told him, I go, I'll be calling you. Yeah. I remember. Uh, Ripped up the card. I, call, I called a plumber because one of our toilet, a toilet uh, got clogged. And toilet? So, Toilet, 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 toilet. Um, so it got clogged, and so I called the, the plumber to take a look at it. And then just to be there, it's 30 bucks. And then then he says, well, we can get one of those, the, the auger, whatever, you know, the, the, the auger, kind of like that little snake thing yeah, they go okay. through. And so they, they, they had this book of all the different prices. So they said, like, it's going to be 200, 240 bucks. I'm like, oh, jeez. Like, all right, fine. Seems like a bit it's much. a little bit, bit much. And so the guy started doing it, you know, with the snake and stuff like that, was able to get get it to drain. But then he said, look, look, I recommend you getting a new toilet. It's like normally a new toilet will be, you know, what we charge anywhere from four to $600. It's like, all right, but you can go to Lowe's, install it yourself. It's not that hard for like 300 bucks or something like that. So that's what I did. I actually bought a new toilet. Problem it's, solved. Yeah, installed, installed it myself. And, I want to get black toilets for my house. Nice. For the black flooring, but those ones are more... Uh, a little more pricier. I don't even know what a good black toilet costs, but probably Probably, probably, anywhere, probably anywhere from three to $500. I didn't even think about this. Amazon has everything. But the new... But the new um, well, that's going to be expensive to ship, though. Unless it's you think Prime, Prime's going to cover something that heavy? Probably. Yeah, they do. Man, $268 at Lowe's. Yeah. You can go to Lowe's and get, get a nice black... A black dual flush two-piece Ooh. elongated toilet grade A vitreous china quiet gravity flush sponsored the first one to pop up three ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this Kohler. That's a shiny black one. This one's kind of a rough finish. For three forty four, you should get one with a bidet or something like that. I've never used a bidet. I've heard they're I've quite heard a, pleasurable. I, I heard, I heard so too. I know <laughs> Cena's gym in uh, Florida had one. Yeah, 
Uh, they were huge. Tom Segura and uh, Christina Pazinski from the Your Mom Your Mom's House podcast. They they loved their bidet. It's actually they actually I think they, it's an attachment they put on their toilets. So yeah, that was the one they had out there yeah. at the gym in Florida, out there, John's gym. Yeah. They had a bidet, like a plastic bidet hooked up. Mm-hmm. I would get one, but I want to get one that's like heated. That's um, what that one was, But I the believe. problem is that there's no power outlet next to my toilet. So that's what... Well, huh? then I guess there's going to have to be a little bit of rewiring now, isn't there? That is. But, uh, These toilets are nowhere near as bad as I thought. No. I, Why I, would I, you I think just because they're black, there's so much more? Is I don't like know. A, no, I, I no, said because no. they're not as normal. Like the, like the no, I mean WWE headquarters had black toilet. That was really? my first black toilet I ever used. I've actually Stanford, Connecticut. I'll never forget it. I remember wow. I was like, mm, I like these black toilets. Yeah. I've seen. I was there tw- twice. I saw the black toilets. Yeah. You've seen the black toilets too, huh? Hey, well, you know what? If you order it, I'll install it. What do you charge to install toilets? Toilets. <laughs> toilets. It's an impractical joke. Toilets. Toilets. I don't know. It's not whatever you want to get me. I don't care. I don't want to give you anything. <laughs> <laughs> then I might not do it then. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe lunch or something. Maybe we'll go on a date. I'll take you to that dark restaurant. <laughs> yeah. With the very no, keep let's, everything. No, let's not. Let's go down it. Go there. Because that would be kind of awkward. That's not more, at all, Joe. That's more of a, a date. I do love Brazilian. Uh, yeah. We can do Texas that. Day Brazil. Let's do that. Get the, get the toilet and I'll install it for you. I should take Zigman. That's where we should go for New Year's. You should oh. get all your. We should do one big like dinner and drinks early, uh-huh. and then we go out uh, or whenever everyone has to leave. But I don't know. That would be. I'm trying. I'm going all out for New Year's. Okay. To I'm taking treating myself one night. You gonna you gonna dress up to the nines? Oh, we're going out in suits and shades. That's really? our deal. We take and we'll have pictures for years with that. Okay. We so do. I should 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 I be should I wear a suit? Yeah, I can I can tell you the color and everything. <laughs> We color co- coordinate for the night. It's, uh, I, may, I may have to go to a men's warehouse and like yeah, go, make you go, spend go to the register registry. And it's like, hey, this this is uh, was, is it a wedding or is it? A I tell you, we're wearing pink suits just to really. <laughs> we wear black and look cool, and you come out in the white pink and suit. yellow. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't do that to you. I'm not that kind. But of no, guy. if you get it, no, like um, if you obviously you found someone to to do the garbage disposal, but if it doesn't. If it doesn't show up or something like that, I could always come out and install it for you. I should just have you do it after this thing yeah, and just go run tools? and go get. Yeah, yeah well, I don't know tools. what tools you need because the girl a, I know my she was having if she works at a property management, mm-hmm. she's a property manager and was having one of the maintenance guys just swing by, yeah. and I was going to give them that anyway. I live like fifteen minutes away. I could always get my tools if I need to. Yeah, so it's because I'd like to get it because the, the thing because I want to get it fixed and then don't do the drain cleaner down yeah. it after and I'll take a look I'll, after this because I can't really run water too much it, I have to do dishes real quick because yeah. it backs up and then it drains slow okay. so. no worries I'll take a look after this all right <laughs> dude, come do the podcast get my garbage disposal switch <laughs> hey, I did, did, that, I did. Hold, hold on did that guy check the trap yeah he took out the, the trap yeah he cl- cleared that all out and it's still draining slow yeah hmm. oh that's you call, I don't even call maintenance for that when I, I know that's the deal here. I just yeah. I mean it's, a, it's ugly job. Yeah, it's because the water the stuff that comes out is well for me there'll be like coffee grinds and there'll be grease yeah. and yeah. whatever else and you're just like it's uh, oh yeah. dude it stinks I've yeah it stinks they uh, I think though the the, the food this because this started probably four to five weeks ago okay so it's that's why I'll see that I think I have a feeling once the garbage disposal switched out. 
it's going to drain just fine, but it needs to have the drain cleaner put down anyways because yeah. I've never done that with that up there. So okay. Yeah, but the garbage disposal is not the, the drain. The, the drain would be the pipes. Yeah, but I need to pour that down anyways. I don't know. I don't know what the – I have it, a feeling the initial – it's not in the pipes. I think it's the, the, the beginning of the drain is food down there. I think okay. food's blocking, if that makes sense. Well, the first thing that is the trap, that's why I asked. Wait, Isn't is the that... garbage disposal, is it spinning? I'm not an expert on this, guys. So like, does I'm it turn on? I don't know. Does the garbage disposal, <laughs> does it turn on? I thought the trap was that bottom piece. No, the trap is, is that, that, that you. Yeah, on the bottom underneath. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's he, the first bit of pipe. Yeah. And it's still, and he looked at it, and it's, it's clean. Yeah. Then it could be. I mean, it doesn't hurt to change the garbage disposal, but it could be something else. To be honest. Well, we have uh, work because to it do. it wouldn't clog past the 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 trap is what will catch bigger pieces of food that your disposal didn't chop up. Right. So that's where you would get the bill. That's where the grease will collect. Yes. And, you know, but like. Past that, it shouldn't be. I mean, I don't know what would get past that. That's why the trap is theirs to. But I was saying, like, when you put your hand down the sink, if there's food in that, that's not. That's been. Oh, so you're saying the garbage. So the garbage disposal is not not chopping up the food. It's not working. It's out. It's it's, it's not even working. It went out. Yeah, that's. So if it's working out, so then maybe that's it. That's why I was saying last time this happened. Are you saying there's food, but there's already food in there? Food in there, yeah. It's blocking it. I know because it happened like four weeks. That's what I was talking about. Because four weeks ago that happened, and then I just reset it, and then once it worked, everything was fine. Right. Because food blocked it again. But now now the motor is pretty much burnt out. Now the motor is burnt out. The motor is burnt out. So he has food stuck in the garbage disposal. Yeah, JD. Oh. Yeah. Trying to make me look like I don't know what I'm talking about over oh, here. Geez. Oh, jeez. So, so I still food, don't, but... All I, that food that you cook on Instagram for the Fit Fam, some of it's going down the garbage disposal? Absolutely. And there's been, there's a... Uh, that's why I went with the one horsepower. What does Tim the Toolman Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, the, that's perfect. for an 86,000. Yeah, he's a big dumb guy, so am I. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, I'm going to watch you change it out. I like to learn new yeah. things. I need to know how to do that. Mm-hmm. He just wants to see Joe's on his hands and knees if he gets plumber butt. That's, what I'm, that's all I'm going to do no, it for. I have no butt. I'm going to make I you do no, that. I'm, I'm Asian. Gonna, I have no butt. <laughs> I, there's a scuffle between me and Joe because I'm trying to pull down your pants to have your butt hang out for the Instagram video. I don't want to do that, okay. Ryan. Make a fool <laughs> of right, yourself for the I'm Instagram, not, I think I'm going to leave after the show. <laughs> I'll give you 60 bucks <laughs> for the story. Okay. Okay, this is, this is weird. This is a weird turn. Um, I'm going to be, I got to go to the uh, bank and go get cash for you. <laughs> Unless you take checks. Yeah, make it rain. <laughs> I go, I'll go get, go get money from the bank and then just go get 50 ones. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey Sapphire. <laughs> That'll be my Instagram story. Yeah, you just should, degrading you, just, degrading you I've as always, you're helping me. I always tell tell my friends who's feature dancing, it's like I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna get quarters and make it hail. <laughs> uh, I want you to feel it when I'm throwing the money at you. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, what happened? You were saying that before no, the, so, the Kevin Hart deal. Yeah. So what happened was Kevin Hart was set to host the Oscars, and a lot of these, um, I don't know, his news people or something like that was looking at his old. Twitter uh, posts from t- almost ten years ago, 
um, you know, talking about, you know, it's basically a lame gay joke. You know, I think he said something along the line that if he ever catches his son um, playing playing with a doll, with his daughter's dollhouse, he'll beat him with the the dollhouse and say, "Hey, no, that's gay." Yeah, that was that was the so, line. Yeah. But then someone posted up as like, "Oh, he made a derogatory, derogatory remark about you know he's anti-gay, whatever," which is like, um, don't you think about he's throwing a dollhouse on a kid? And the thing is, he's a comedian. He actually did this joke as one of his specials. Yeah. And so to to say he wrote this tweet, I mean, it's not just him, but other all people. Comedians all comedians are the worst because they, they make their living having fun and, and yeah, doing, saying things, cutting edge things. You know, and, they say things that are not going to be the norm or just be PG offensive. PG doesn't work for comics. No. It's but but Just to, ask Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> but the fact that. Um, Kidding, Dolph. He's a comedian. He's he's doing. He's doing good. Right? Yeah, he's like building a little name for himself. Um, so doing really good. So he actually he said he apologized, but you remember that was ten years ago. People change in you know ten years, you know. But the times are also different in ten years. Ten yeah. years ago, that wasn't as big of a deal because people weren't uh, yeah. as high strong as they are now. Or yeah, or people are just sensitive and angry about. What's going on? Just remember, fifty years ago, they they said that women should be in the kitchen, stay in the kitchen, and stuff like that. Yeah. That was that was fifty, sixty years ago. Now they're main eventing pay per views, right? And so, you know, it's it's progression. You know, what what's norm? What's norm in the past? You know, like people say, oh, you know, you shouldn't break the law. It's like, well, maybe the law is unjust. You know, quite possible. You know, and so um, to luckily, Kevin is well off. He doesn't need the Oscars and stuff like that. But to the fact that a lot of people are now, a lot of people are going back to old Twitter posts or what they said, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. And then now it's affecting their jobs. You know, it's, it's. Well, more and more jobs are looking at social media, which is a good thing for how a lot of people are acting on it uh, as far as in a derogatory fashion or whatnot. but. The not for something like that with a comedian, and, and I think you got to take everything too with and, and look at it, at it uh, from the standpoint that he is a comedian, like you said, mm-hmm. and whatnot. But you know what, too, it's interesting. I was talking to somebody too the other day. It's like social. I could you could just feel it and see it. Social media is because of the the this negative aspect of something. It, the, the it's we've talked about it. Something's not right. But I feel like it's cr- making us in real life. We're just assuming everybody's like this negative aspect of social media. So it's actually turning us off to other people. When back in the past, it wasn't that way. I feel like we're almost looking at people and just assuming everybody's kind of like a certain way when they're really not. There's a great, a good portion of great people out there. But I feel like people are kind of. Everybody's kind They're of looking at the negative. They focus more on the negative than the positive. I feel like it's disconnecting us so more than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe connecting us on the platform, but in real life, I feel like it's disconnecting because everyone's just kind of like, because everyone gets the hate, everyone gets experiences it, and I feel like that. I don't know. There's a lot of things that there's <clears> also <throat> a lot of things get get taken out of context too. Mm-hmm. Especially on Twitter, it's only 140 characters, so you can only say for so much. And not tell the full story. Yeah. And, you know, like, yeah, maybe he made something about, he made something, you know, like a joke, but maybe the next tweet saying that, remember, I'm, I'm a comedian. I'm joking. It's not, 
true. You know, yeah. people think people thinks a lot of things are true, but they're not. And that's what comedians are. They they make things up because it's funny. Yep. And to just to make us laugh. To make us laugh. That is what makes life much yeah. better. Um, but with the aspect of social media now today, they're filtering. You know, like Starbucks, they're 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 banning you know content. You know, well, it's like with in, in with WWE even and with wanting people to sign over their accounts and whatnot. It's they're the big companies are always going to protect themselves. Of course. So and it's it's uh, because the, and again we've talked about this in real life. There's repercussions if you act a certain way. Yes. Online, there's not. So the companies have to protect themselves essentially because people will act in a way they maybe wouldn't normally act in real life. But in the same, it, it, that's a different situation than like something like the Kevin Hart deal because that's like his jo- his job, and it's a, it's a, a comedian. It's not a regular guy just making that joke. I don't know. You know what I mean? No, but it goes to it goes to what I say is the foundation of all of it, and somewhere along the way, people's ability to understand the tone got lost. Mm-hmm. Like like I said before, social media. Uh, you know, whatever girlfriends I had back then or anybody I knew, you never really argued with them through text message. But after social media, if you notice, couples will fight because they're taking text messages to each other the wrong way Mm -hmm. and they actually know each other. But it's like this thing that's come from social media where you don't know. That's why there is so much negativity because if you look so many times, it's like, People assume that when somebody says something, it's coming from a negative perspective, mm-hmm. or they assume it to be negative. And it's like the Kevin Hart thing: like, was he being a comedian when he tweeted, or was he just being a dick? And they're like, oh, he's probably being a dick. And either way, he shouldn't say it. So they take it and they run with it. And yeah. It's like, hold on, if you understood the tone, you wouldn't be having that position. But I. I mean, there's people, dude, who are such losers where they're like the tone, not the tone police. They're like the, all they do is go the around. PC police. Yeah. And just look <laughs> for stuff that could be misconstrued. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, those are the battles that they have to fight that day, which just shows you of all of the battles in our own lives that we have, how empty their lives are, that that's what they do to occupy their time. It's just, a, it's just unfortunate that it this costs, I mean, like I said, Kevin Hart's well off, but if just like a normal person... If that was a big deal for them, like if that yeah, would have been if, a breaking... Mo- you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's just like it's, it just ruins someone's well-being, well-being and, and life, livelihood because of a joke or something well, like that or something that, that's taken out of context. You know, it's like, what if I needed this job? All of a sudden, someone's like, oh, Joe said something about this a long time ago. Yeah. And it's like... Um, that was 10 years ago, you know, and now I can't, you yep. know, support myself anymore. Because great of social media. Just like I was thinking about that. I was talking to somebody else and they were saying, like, yeah, they go, I quit using Facebook. I feel like Facebook's going to be the first one to falter here. It already is. I just saw a thing. I think it was last week. And they, it was uh, an article and it said that there might be hope for the youth because uh, people aged like 12 to 18, I can't remember what the percentage was, but people have deleted their accounts and are, are using it less. And then there was another percentage for people, uh, I don't know if it was 18 to 36 or if it was 18 to 50, 
it said engagement was down. What does it matter? I don't go Facebook, on it at all. Facebook I've, also owns Instagram. And, that's that's what, of... and, and Instagram's usage is up. Yes. And, and Instagram so. is actually, in the, they're, they're changing their policies and think it's mm-hmm. actually getting, it's actually gotten much worse. They've... Since Facebook, I feel like, is, is spending more time now. Because they're encouraging people, we talked about it before, to spend more time. They're basically mm-hmm. rewarding you. And if you don't, they punish you. Well, more or less, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what well I, right, the, 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 I also want to mention this with with social media is like like I mentioned they're filtering. Um, you a lot know, of accounts have been deleted. A too, lot of actually. accounts has been deleted. I mean, shadow banned. I think JD. I think weren't you shadow banned? Supposedly, according to Instagram, they say that's not a thing though. No, but it is. But a thing. it is. Yeah. No, I think. Yeah, I I think that I was, and I actually think that Ryan's been shadow banned yeah. too because. I've had a few problems on all my accounts with them, actually, and the podcast promoting it. And the thing is, all like I, you know, I I build websites and stuff like that. I think if you're going to put content out there, it should be on your own platform. You know, have your own website. You know, it's like, hey, I posted something on my website, so that way it won't get deleted. You know. You don't give that per, uh, a company or a person the ability to remove your content because yeah. that's what that's your voice. And so, you know what's happening with Tumblr. You know, um, I mentioned this to Ryback a while ago. Like uh, my friend Abigail Mack, who's an adult performer, who actually went on Nightline and talk about how Tumblr, Instagram, Twitter, you know, the the tools that she used to actually earn money. Are being affected, you know, because yeah. you know now people are against you know what she does for a living, and um, which is really crazy. So, like, meanwhile, there's other important aspects that's going on in the world, but we're mainly focused. We're we're so caught up on what everyone else is doing. What else everyone else is doing instead of what's going on, you know, with with ourselves. I agree. It's uh, strange times in the world. Yeah. But, but I mean, to be honest, I think what, what people should do is, you know, either learn how to build your own platform or learn how to build your own website. And basically, um, you, know, you know, if you want people, you know, yeah, you can use Instagram or Twitter and stuff like that. It's just like, hey, go to my website and check out my new content. That's what it should be. Not just relying on Twitter and all the associate may expect to just be early. Are you suggesting we take this? Thank you for the thumbs up, JD. <laughs> are you suggesting we take that. this podcast and host it on feedmemore.com and charge 99 cents a month to watch the podcast? If, yeah. Why take not? it off all the other platforms. Yeah. You Only can, 99 you, cents a month, guys. Yeah. That's where we have a subscription base. That would, but then nobody could ever pull the show. We could do whatever we want on that. Exactly. Anything goes. We'll have to see. Instagram, you're not going to shut the big guy down. Just go on over to feedmemore.com, guys. 99 cents a month. Cheaper than a cup of coffee. Yeah. It'd be, uncens- it'd be uncensored. Uncensored. <laughs> the, uh, I will say we're going to go ahead and... Um, we got the Thomas DeLauer interview here coming up next. I'm really excited uh, for this. So everyone on the show, you've heard me talking about how intermittent fasting uh, has changed my life. I, I'm a big advocate for it. I'm still learning a lot about it. And a lot of that information has come uh, from our guest, 
this week, Thomas DeLauer, whom, uh, if again, listen to the interview. And uh, if you do have questions, uh, we have his social media and all that at the end of in, at the end of that interview. Uh, and look, you know, just type in Thomas DeLauer on YouTube, and uh, he has a ton of content out there uh, on intermittent fasting. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with Thomas DeLauer right after these messages. If you're sick of your supplements containing artificial sweeteners and colors, which have repeatedly been shown to be bad for humans, check out Feed Me More Nutrition. We use stevia and monk fruit to sweeten our products and use the highest quality natural ingredients. Our iso-hungry grass-fed protein isolate is enhanced with prebiotics for digestion and contains no hormones. We have something for everyone with our Wake Up Unlimited Energy pre-workout, a true zero-calorie, intermittent fasting-safe, keto-safe pre-workout, along with our entire line of top-shelf formulas. Our GTS Go to Sleep All-Natural Sleep Aid is guaranteed to put you down for the three-count and keep an eye out for our 10-count creatine, 10-creatine complex rolling out soon. Available on FeedMeMore.com, Amazon, and eBay. Get hungry. Stay hungry. Feed me more. All right. We are back. JD, I'm uh, really excited this week. I think I may be more excited for this interview than any other one so far. Um, as our listeners know, I'm really, really big now into intermittent fasting. I've, uh, I've tried every form of dieting over the years, and, and I've always been just extremely interested in, in health and fitness and nutrition. And uh, intermittent fasting was the last thing that I, I came across. I, I just kind of blocked it out for many, many years. And uh, joining us today is someone I would consider an expert in, in intermittent fasting, somebody I've, I've watched on YouTube and learned a lot about, Thomas DeLauer. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. It's awesome to be here. No, it's I came across you. One of my good buddies, another uh, wrestler from WWE, uh, Justin Gabriel in WWE, PJ Black, as he's known now, um, heard me talking about intermittent fasting on the show. And my introduction into it was, uh, I've always heard the term, but I never really, being a heavier guy, I've always, always eaten every two to three hours. I kind of just, oh, that's not for me, that's not for me, that's not for me. And I was listening to an episode of Joe Rogan with uh, George St. Pierre, and he was, he was a huge advocate for it. And he's a, he's a fairly muscular guy, and I was, I go, well, if he's doing it, and he's having, I mean, he's as, as successful as can be in, in his field. And it, I started just kind of uh, opening my eyes to it a little more and um, started looking on YouTube and, and started coming across your videos, thanks to my buddy PJ Black recommending uh, me to start watching. And you are... Um, I love talking to people that are much smarter than me on things, and, and you are definitely just, the, the knowledge that you have on it uh, is incredible. What was your introduction into intermittent fasting, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, so for me, it was kind of a combination being introduced to intermittent fasting and keto sort of around the same time. Um, I was a 280-pound corporate executive, shoot, back in you know 2009, 2010, 2011, and Basically, was focused on all the wrong things. I was an athlete in high school before, and I was in shape. And then I got into the you know my career and ended up ballooning up to 280 pounds, which was not not the greatest 280 pounds. I mean, I wish I could say it was all brick, but I mean, I had a good deal of muscle, but 
Yeah, I saw pictures. You did look good. Yeah. I mean, but you were definitely heavier at that. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, it was it was kind of a bulk gone wrong, to be completely honest. <laughs> it was like I was justifying the fact that I was eating whatever I wanted to, but because I was trying to put on muscle, but it was just basically pure laziness. Um, so I was working in the healthcare world. So I had a lot of doctors that I was working with. I had an ancillary lab services company. So I had about 1200 physicians that I, that I managed and worked with. And at the time, so these were physicians that work with what are called concierge patients. So they were patients that would pay them on like a cash basis to be their doctors so that they didn't have to deal with the typical kind of rigmarole. So typically, you know, very affluent demographic or patient demographic. Um, so these doctors were always up to snuff on the latest and greatest stuff. And they were like, Thomas, you know, we've seen you blow up. We've seen your weight balloon up. You know, why don't you do something about it? We're worried about, you know, inflammatory markers and stuff like that. So they ran some blood tests on me just to kind of add as a, utilizing like our own lab services at the time. And they were like, dude, your inflammation is through the roof. And I'm like, my, my what? Like, I don't even like inflammation. I thought that just meant like water retention. I yeah. thought that like, like, you're telling me that I'm just like holding water. Like I had Chinese food last night and I'm just <laughs> puffy. Like, like, no, 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 this is something different. They kind of went through the whole thing explaining what inflammation was. And from there, like, you know, light bulb went off. I was like hooked at that point in time. I was like, wait a minute the marketing brain in me at that point in time, to be completely honest, was like, why isn't anybody talking about this stuff? Yeah. Let alone, I need to do something with my own body. So from there, they're like, okay, we'll start doing this, cut out these foods, cut out that. And that worked. I lost about 20, 30 pounds with that. And then they're like, okay, so now that you're starting to address inflammation, you're starting to understand this, you know, there's this amazing thing that happens in the body called ketogenesis, where the liver creates ketones. And you get there two different ways. You can get there through fasting, or you can get there through the keto diet. So they explained both to me, um, so it was really a practical application of both. So it was right around that time, you know, and then lost another 70 pounds usually using predominantly intermittent fasting and keto at that point in time and never looked back since. I mean, now it's even when I cycle on and off of ketosis, I am still almost always practicing intermittent fasting because the beauty of it is, as you know, it works with any form of diet. It's an, yeah. it's like an, it's an add on. You can use it with whatever you do. So, no, it's, uh, I've found it just so incredible it's, I kind of, I, I, my journey's kind of progressed slowly. I, I, I started doing keto and I, I are you familiar too with, with the blood type diet, uh, and those things are, are, um, I read a couple books on that and I'd found that being blood type a, uh, when I'd switched to keto, it was more, I don't process fatty foods as well. I found. So when yeah. I did keto, I actually, I felt really good surprisingly, but my body weight had went down, but my body fat slightly went up and I tend to function better on carbohydrates. I found, yeah. uh, and, and it's just, so I was curious with you, like on, on, like for me, it's like, there's all this knowledge out there. You got to kind of take and apply what works for you individually. There's not like a one size glove fits everybody in this, in this field, but intermittent fasting is the one thing. And like you mentioned, it really, it works with everything. I feel like. Yeah, it totally does. It really is an add-on. So it doesn't matter if you're vegan, if you're paleo, if you're, you know, a carb oxidizer, a fat oxidizer, it doesn't matter. It's it's all it is. All intermittent fasting is, it's not even a diet. It's more so just a structure. It's a yeah. it's a meal timing system. So it's like putting a supercharger on whatever vehicle you've got, you know. I mean, if you've already got a, you know, a Lamborghini and you want to amp it up even more than great. If you drive a little, you know, Pinto, it's still going to do some work for you. So the point is, is that it's like, it works with everything. Um, and the reason it's so cool is you get the benefits of the keto diet without having to actually do the keto diet. And I say that because the main benefit of intermittent fasting is the fact that your body's producing these ketones, but it does so through a period of fasting 
instead of carb deprivation. Yep. How long now on that for you, for like our listeners out there, if, and for people that we're going to, that hear this, do you, do you recommend easing into intermittent fasting? Cause I, I came across the 16, eight program, which now I currently do 19, five is where I'm most comfortable nice. for myself. Um, and eventually I think 24 is where I'm going to eventually try to settle in at. Um, but I'm very comfortable at, at 19, five, but for people just learning about this, what do you recommend as far as, is where to start? Cause, cause 16, eight, I tell people that and they, they're, Oh my God, I can't do that. And, and do you recommend kind of easing into it? Yeah, I recommend, well, when I say easing into it, I recommend in terms of your frequency easing into it. So maybe stri- uh, try doing it once or twice per week okay. instead of, um, you know, shorter periods. Cause to be completely honest, man, the, the benefits of fasting, like start at like 16 hours. So it's, yeah. You know, and I'm with you. I'm a like. It's funny that you say that. Like, I'm literally I'm a 19.5 guy myself. Like, really? I found that's magic number. After 19 hours, like, I just I, I start to get hungry after 19 hours to a point where I'm this. I could push it if I wanted to, but I'm not trying to like constantly force myself to be hungry. I'm doing this as a as a realistic lifestyle. 19 yes. hours just feels great, and I it agree. just works with my schedule. It just works really well. Um, plus, it's like something about the mastery of just waiting until dinner time for me is like nice. It's like I, I stop eating before bed, yep. and it's like. It's as an element of control that feels really good that to just be like, okay, I, I conquered the day. Now I can enjoy my dinner. Um, I'm with you on it. Every day I'm excited for what I'm going to eat in my, in my feeding window. And it just, uh, I tell everyone that first meal is, uh, it's an incredible feeling and it, and it makes the day much easier too, not having to stress about what you're going to eat all the time. And once you, once you start doing it, you feel so much better once you totally. get through that, that initial period. So I understand what you're talking about on that. And, yeah, uh, and it makes you appreciate food. Yep. You know, it, it really does. Like, cause you actually feel the nourishment. Like it's different from, we're so desensitized to just food just coming in. And it's just like this dopamine response where it's just like, we get hungry, we eat, we don't ever like truly appreciate from a nutritional or physiology standpoint, like what's happening in our body. But when you fast, it's like you feel what you ate. And it's not like you go and you eat garbage because honestly, if you go and you fast and then you eat garbage, you feel that garbage and it's exacerbated yep. the effects of it. So you're like, you don't want to eat crap. Yeah. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And, you know, not trying to digress from your original question, because I mean, for people that are easing in, you know, I recommend that they, they go for 16, eight to start, but they, they do it with just like one to two days per week okay. and just get the taste of it. Don't go every day. Don't even go three days. Just like test it out one day a week, prove to yourself that you're not going to die and that you'll feel really good. Um, and then, I mean, also just, I mean, stop eating at dinner you know, five, 6 PM, yeah. don't, then just don't eat after that, go to bed and you'll be eating by 10 or 11 the next day. I mean, it's really not that big of a deal. Yep. Are you, yeah. I was going to ask you too, with that on, on what time you, do you do, I do six to 11 at night is my feeding window that I found it has worked well for me, for my schedule. And, and when I end up going to bed and whatnot, or what period do you do? Yeah, I'm, I'm similar. I'm, I'm more like five to 10 ish, okay. but I'm usually, you know, passed out by 9 PM. I'm kind of a lightweight when it comes to that anyway. So, yeah. so my eating window ends up being, although it's a 19 hour fasting period, my eating window only really ends up being like three hours by the time I'm winding down for bed. Um, but that's, you know, and then I'm, I'm doing that two to three days per week. I'm not doing that every single day. Yeah. So, which is another thing that we can talk about today is, you know, how we, how you structure that and everything. Are you, I, yeah. do you fast every day or what yeah, do you do? So I actually, this was one of my questions to you because, so yesterday was my first day. I, I was doing it every day and I was also, I'm very, uh, I go in all the way when I, when I start doing things and because I want to reap the maximum benefits and, and I've 
once I realized how well this works and how good I felt, I, I just, I went all in. Um, but I was doing it every day and doing a 24-hour fast one day a week. I've since cut that back where I'll do that every, one, every two to three weeks on the 24-hour fast on that. But I uh, typically now do two to three days and then throw a regular eating day in there, morning to night, and then going back. Because I came across one of your videos where you were talking about uh, not fasting necessarily every day. And I was curious, is, is that a metabolism thing? With that, and, and is it, if you can't, like I can handle it, I felt good doing it, but, but what is your, your recommendation on that? Yeah, so in my personal opinion, it's a matter of, you know, your, your body is always going to adapt and try to become efficient. So whenever you're restricting calories or restricting your eating window, you know, yeah, eventually your metabolism can, can slow down. And the, the, the argument that people would raise is, okay, well, if I'm consuming enough calories during my feeding window, then am I, is it really posing an issue? The, the question is not so much that. It's like any time that you go through a period of time where you're not eating, there is going to be a degree of metabolism slowdown. It's not like a tit-for-tat kind of thing where if you you know, go 16 hours of not eating but have aggressively have enough calories in an, a five- or six-hour eating period, it's not going to counteract the fact that your metabolism slowed down during that phase of time. Now, m let me preface that with metabolism slowing down is not a bad thing. We always have this just this thought process that a slow metabolism is a bad metabolism. A slow metabolism that is metabolizing and purely storing fat is a different story. You know, when you look at it from an evolutionary standpoint, like having a slower metabolism and where you can get by with less calories is actually completely beneficial. Like you take a guy that's your size, if you, if a guy your size, a total alpha male guy that could actually hypothetically get by on a thousand calories, yeah. if you were out in the wilderness in like some kind of, you know, paleolithic style situation, you would be not only a big dude, but a big dude that's living a long time and doesn't need a lot of fuel to maintain his size. Like that's, it, I mean, we have this warped perception where we're like, oh, cool. Well, he can eat 7,000 calories and not gain an ounce. So he's in, he's in better shape. Well, that's not necessarily how it works. Yeah. Like you have to, you know, the, how you look at things is very important. Like I love being the fact that you know, I'm the size that I am and I can walk around and not have to worry about being in a calorie deficit and losing my muscle. Like to me, that's awesome. Like, that, I was blown away by that aspect of intermittent fasting. That was always my fear that I was going to lose my, my hard earned muscle doing this. And it's been the complete opposite. And I, in fact, I, I feel I, I truly look as good as I've looked in a long time doing this. And I've always had kind of an issue with, a, I store my body fat a little bit on my sides. That's kind of my one little area if I do. And, and that has melted off doing this, yep. but I've, I've been able to hold on to my mass. And it's just, it's such a misconception that you just, we're just taught that you have to eat every two to three hours, but that's not the case. No, it's really, it's really not. And it's, it's the other thing is the, uh, and you might've seen my video on this is the whole calories in calories out thing. Yeah. Cause it's so wild. It's like calories in calories out matter but it matters what scale we're looking at them on. So like, does, if you don't consume, okay, so common diet theory would have us know that like we have to consume X amount of calories each day. Okay, well, who the heck came out and said that we have to measure it on a daily basis? Yeah. Like, why can't we measure it on a weekly basis? And that's exactly the premise with intermittent fasting. That's how I look at it. It's like, okay, I might have one day, one day where for that day, I'm in a severe caloric deficit. But the next day, I'm actually in a surplus. So net net, at the end of the week, like I'm right where I should be to break even to maintain my size, maintain my. And what I'm doing is I'm maximizing those periods of time when I'm not eating, 
so that I'm tapping into hormonal advantages that allow my body to tap into fat. I mean, it's plain and simple. So calories do still matter, but we don't have to be trying to reach this perfect amount of calories every single day. Like, in fact, in my opinion, it should be completely fluctuated all the time. It should yeah. never be consistent because when would that ever apply in any kind of natural setting? It doesn't. Yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. I did see mm -hmm. that. And it's, uh, there's just so much with this and, and, and it, it, to me, it's just truly fascinating. Um, one of the other things I saw on a video that this was when I first started it, my first meal, I was kind of, I was, I was doing a kind of breaking my own rules that I go by. And that was from a Tony Robbins thing of never mixing your carbs and your fats. I learned a long, long time ago. How important it, when you important is it when you break a fast, uh, what you eat essentially, how important is that? It's probably the most important thing next to not eating during your fast. Yeah. So it's, and the reason is, is your the simplest way to put it is your body becomes just so sensitive to whatever you're going to consume. And the reason that Tony Robbins used to talk about this whole mixing carbs and fats thing, and I talk about that too, I would actually consider that what I consider the golden rule. Like when yep. people always ask me like, what is one thing? That you could, well, the one thing is don't eat carbs and fats. And I'll digress for one second, because if you actually take a look at like a sandwich, for instance, like a sandwich that has turkey and mayonnaise and maybe like a really nice quality bread, maybe some lettuce on there. You pick each individual ingredient out of that and on its own, they're fairly healthy foods. A nice, good, healthy grain, a nice, good, healthy piece of lettuce, a nice, good, healthy fat like mayonnaise, a nice, good, healthy piece of protein. How come once it's combined, it becomes a crap food? We have the same kind of thing with pizza if you really wanted to look at it, even with organic ingredients. If you had, like I say, a gluten-free pizza, yeah. gluten-free crust on its own, fine. The cheese, quite frankly, on a keto diet or on its own, fine. The meat sources, the veggies, on their own, fine. How come suddenly, when they're combined, it's garbage? Yeah. Because you're spiking your insulin with the carbs. You're causing the cells to say, okay, come on, glucose. And then you're adding fat into the mix at the same time, so the fat shuttles in for the ride, too. It's just we should – it's essentially tricking the body. We're not really meant to be doing that. And although we can process it and there's people out there that'll say, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. That, that rule has been around for a long time. So that's like the golden rule that I always tell people yep. if I can give them one tip. you know. And when you break a fast after you've been fasting, that whole situation that I just described is exacerbated. It's, it's, it's magnified significantly because you're very insulin sensitive. So whatever you do eat is going to cause a tremendous response compared to what it would have otherwise. Um, so like after a period of fasting, if you were to go and eat that pizza, you're much more likely to cause a big insulin spike and store that pizza than you would be if you hadn't been fasting. Absolutely. And, and that was, I was extremely interested, uh, in that, in that video that you did on that, because that, that was news to me, but it makes perfect sense. What would be if for the, for the listeners out there, if you could pick an ideal meal for that first meal to break a fast, what would, what would that include? What would that look like? Yeah, for someone that's not doing keto, someone that's just wanting to practice intermittent fasting, basics, you know, I usually recommend something like a very, very lean piece of protein, so something that has very minimal fat in it, so uh, a nice lean chicken breast or a nice uh, red meat, I would probably stay away from unless you're super, super used to it because it is a little harder to break down. So, you know, a lean meat, like a lean chicken, lean fish, if you're cool with dairy, if you do that, then I would definitely recommend like a whey protein shake would be great at that point in time. Um, and usually like six, seven, uh, like organic rice cakes. And I'm not the biggest fan of grains, but I say this again with a grain of salt. Um, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> grain of salt. <laughs> Sorry, I'm 12. <laughs> uh, 
No, actually, even worse, I'm a dad. I have dad humor. That's what's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so the, re- the rice cakes, uh, they, they spike your insulin. So now you might be saying like, okay, Thomas, you just said that spiking your insulin is bad. No, it's not spiking your insulin is bad. Spiking your insulin is actually good if you can control it. So um, you know, you come from the generation of lifters like myself, where it's like we used to always hear that like you want to have carbs with your protein post-workout. The reason behind that was because, okay, you're spiking your insulin with the carbs that the proteins go into storage post-workout. It's actually the same concept after the end of a fast. At the end of a fast, you actually want to spike your insulin, but with great power comes great responsibility, I always say. So it's like right now, you have the ability to take in some awesome nutrients and you have the ability to spike your insulin with some yummy carbs, quite frankly, like rice cakes. I don't know any way you put it. I think they're actually yummy. They have like yeah, the chocolate. Stuff like that. So <laughs> yeah. they just, there's no fat in them. So they're super lean. Combine that with protein. Boom. You have an insulin spike. The protein goes in and you're doing it right at the time when you're super sensitive. You actually, that's one of the tricks to being able to maintain muscle mass while you're doing an intermittent fasting protocol. That's like, so something like for me personally too on that, so I, cause I, I found in just doing a, I'll do, I try to keep my protein at a certain level during that, that feeding window for my size to have that calorie, the calories in. And because I keep my fat content fairly low, but doing for me, I do a 7,500 gram protein shake with, with a, a big bowl of brown rice or something of that, with something along the lines of that, then that would be, that would be adequate with what you're saying. Yeah, I would even, have you tried it with, I would actually even consider doing it with white rice, man. I have, because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of mix it up. I, 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 but yeah, I, I'm not dead set on that all the time. But Yeah, the brown, I mean, brown rice, I mean, nothing wrong with it. It just, uh, you could even get more of an insulin response with the white rice because the brown rice is, you know, it got the husk on it, it's going to slow it down. But I personally, I like the taste of brown rice better. So. Too, yeah. How long, though, so, okay, you, you break that, the initial fast. How long before that, so you say, for, for a listener out there, they, they do, they do eat some junk in their feeding window. When would it typically, time-wise, after that first meal, one hour, two hours, uh, yeah. where, where you're not, the, the insulin sensitivity is not as, as severe? Yeah, that's a super good question. So basically, the way that I treat that first meal is, I call it a mini meal. I call it like your breakfast meal. So it's something that you have right when you break your fast. And you, know, you can have it be moderate size. I don't recommend having that very first meal be your, like, smorgasbord, like go to town, bunch of food. I have that, you know, be like just enough to, um, control myself and break the fast and then let my insulin spike and then come back down. So about 60 to 90 minutes later is when I would actually go to town and have my massive chunk of calories and where I'm a little bit more flexible with my fats and my carbs and things like that. Because what I've done is I've desensitized myself to the carbs because during the period in which I'm very insulin sensitive, I had my carbs and I had my protein. So I had my insulin spike now I'm no longer insulin sensitive. The insulin's starting to come down. I could eat another bout of food and the insulin bounce would not be nearly as high as it was on the first round, meaning I have a little more flexibility to not absorb every single thing I eat in a negative fashion. So, you know, it might be something like if I'm, again, if I'm not doing keto, because it's slightly different if you're following a keto diet. But I was going to ask that a, next, yeah. Yeah, it's a subpopulation, I guess. So, <laughs> so for me, it'd be like, um, you know, I usually do like, I don't do a whole lot of dairy, so I'll do like a pea protein, like, um, you know, like a warrior blend kind of okay. like pea protein, hemp protein kind of thing, uh, just easier on my gut. And then, you know, I'll do that with a few rice cakes and then 60 to 90 minutes later, that's when I'll actually indulge in some more food. That's when, you know, I'll sit down and I'll have, um, you know, a big piece of salmon and some low glycemic carbs yep. and things like that. I'm still eating clean. I mean, I, I've, you know, for me, I have to maintain my physique as much as I can. So it's like, I can't, um, if I was going to be trying to add some size on there, I might, you know, throw some more fun stuff in there. But, um, but yeah, and then if you're doing keto, 
it's a little bit different. So keto, it's a little less fun to break your fast because keto, I recommend just breaking it with protein, like just lean protein. Don't, I was going to ask you that. Yeah. With the, cause the fats and everything on that, how yeah, that works. Yeah. Because it will, uh, and you probably know this probably some watch some of my videos, but I mean, protein elicits an insulin response too. Yeah. People don't always remember, uh, know that, but when you are doing any kind of, um, like any kind of diet where you are insulin sensitive, like whey protein is going to spike your insulin, but lean protein is going to spike your insulin too. So at the end of a fast, it's not a good idea to go ahead and you know spike your insulin and then have some fats in the mix. So even if you're doing keto or not, sorry, spike your insulin sensitive and then spike your insulin with the protein and then have fats in the mix. But if you're doing keto, you just go ahead and you have some of that protein and then 60 minutes later, then you go ahead and add the fats in the mix and okay. everything like that. Good deal. Now for a lot of people too, I find and. I get a lot of questions on this is, is what can I drink during a fast? What, what breaks a fast? I'm a, you know, I have my feed me more nutrition line. And when I first started this, I didn't, and I, I thought it was okay to consume BCAAs because I have a, a, a BCAA sweetened with stevia, but, but BCAAs contain calories and that, and that technically breaks a fast, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the, the hard part is that it's, it's the leucine is the, the culprit. So branched chain amino acids, you got, you know, your isoleucine, your leucine, and your valine, and leucine is the amino acid that technically elicits an insulin response. So there's very negligible amount of calories, but it's more so about the insulin response. Okay. It's like whenever you have that insulin response, you know, but I will say, I mean, BCAAs would be, quite honestly, a very good thing to break your fast with if you... I was going to ask uh, that too, just doing yeah. a straight BCAA, two scoops of them to break a fast, giving yep. it 30, 45 minutes an hour, and then, then consuming a meal. No, that that would be that would be perfect, and especially if you've got one that's sweetened with stevia, then all the better. Yeah, you know. yeah. And so, so yeah. what are some things? And for people, because uh, for me, I do black coffee. I do the Zevias. I've been with Zevia. They were uh, a sponsor for this podcast for quite some time. Big fan of them. Uh, green tea, ma the matcha tea, just things like that. What are what are some things that you commonly see people that they think is okay to consume that really isn't? Yeah, a common one, which is, is it always puzzles me, um, is the bulletproof coffee thing. You know, people, people My doctor told all, me about this. And I, yeah. Yeah, always, people always think that it's okay on a fast, and I don't understand. I think it's just wishful thinking, but bulletproof <laughs> coffee has, I mean, that's a lot of butter, a lot of coconut oil, a lot of ghee. I am by no means opposed to bulletproof coffee, but it is not approved on a fast because you're, you're by, by and large, I mean, you're probably looking... 400-ish calories, three, 400-ish calories in a, yeah. in a cup of Bulletproof coffee. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not a light beverage by any means. So, um, yeah, so that's the big one. People, I mean, I comment after comment on my YouTube channel, hey, is my Bulletproof coffee breaking my fast? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, you've been doing it wrong the last year. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's uh, um, another thing. People will think, oh, well, I'll just put a splash of almond milk in my coffee. No, that's, that's, that's something that breaks your fast too. Like coffee, even coffee in some eyes is a long shot for people. Like even black coffee in some of the eyes of like, uh, Jason Fung and Dr. Rhonda Patrick and stuff like that. Really? Like they'll say like, well, no, anything that has any calories at all will stop the uh, autophagosome response, the, what's called the uh, autophagy. Yep. Um, so what you have to look at, and she is not incorrect, but what I've done and the research that I've done is depending on what you're after with fasting, like the benefits from the polyphenols and the caffeine of coffee far, far, far supersede any potential small, small setback you would get from the, uh, you know, quote unquote, breaking your fast portion because yeah. you're not, it's just, you get such a powerful effect from the polyphenols that stimulate autophagy, such a powerful body composition, fat burning, catecholamine response from the caffeine in coffee that it far outweighs. It just outweighs the fact that 
it has a calorie and a half. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. Most people are consuming too. I mean, you're probably one to two cups of coffee, I would say. And I'm sure there, there's, I probably, I do too myself uh, yeah. throughout the day. So it's, uh, but that is interesting. I think most people are truly after the fat loss and health benefits of, of, of intermittent fasting to begin with also. So totally they're not they're not in it just to you know there there is obviously a big longevity piece but i'd say 90% of the people that are fasting sure longevity may be on their mind but i think they're usually after changing their bodies just getting a little bit of some immune system benefits and yeah. just feeling good absolutely i was going to ask you cuz i was i was really uh, happy to see this uh, i i'm very much against artificial sweeteners and with my yeah. feed me more nutrition line that was a big motivation of of when i started creating my formulas many years ago is I started having some really, really bad side effects from over-consuming aspartame and, and sucralose and, and particularly aspartame uh, for me where I was getting, I was getting lightheaded. I felt like a zombie every day waking up and my vision started getting blurry. I was, there was a period where I was consuming these, those RTD drinks and they were literally in everything that I was consuming. I was going through, I'd have four or five diet, diet sodas a day and what are your, your thoughts on artificial sweeteners and, and, and how they relate to intermittent fasting as well? Because I've, I've seen mixed things on that as well. Yeah, well, you're going to love, I'm going to give you and all the listeners that are listening, uh, listening to this video, just a little, or uh, podcast, a little bit of a sneak peek on a video that's coming out pretty soon. Because I literally, we found some really interesting research in the world of artificial sweeteners and actually how they secrete a, an insulin response from the pancreas and how just by tasting it. Now it's been wondered, people have talked about it and looked and wondered, and it's been kind of conflicting and the studies still are kind of conflicting, but a lot of it ends up coming down to, and I'm, I'm I'll get to, uh, to my honest perception and my honest like take on artificial sweeteners, but let me like just reference the research first. The interesting thing is it's proving that there is a bio-individuality approach that we have to take into consideration when we look at artificial sweeteners. So from the studies that we've looked at, and there's a compilation of them, like it proves that like in some studies, there were people that literally just the taste of aspartame or the taste of sucralose caused them to secrete a bunch of insulin as if they were having carbs. But in other studies, those same groups, those same uh, different people consuming aspartame didn't have that response. So what ends up happening and what I'd like to see, and I'm actually interested in trying to go down the path of even funding a study to this, see this later, is that is the consistent consumption of artificial sweeteners, does that play a role? So like if someone has been consuming artificial sweeteners for a very long period of time, at that point, does their body start to just determine that that is the sweetener? So if you take someone that has never had artificial sweeteners before, maybe their body could ascertain that that is not sugar. But if you've been convincing your body for so long that that is sugar, that that is sweet, that that aspartame and that sucralose is actually sweet, could you actually be starting to bridge a gap between your brain and your pancreas to try to like shortcut things? That's what I'd be interested to do. I'd love to take people that are like chronic diet soda consumers and people that are not and then do the same swish test that they do where they just swish it in the mouth and then see if there's an insulin response. Because what we're seeing now is it's just, we don't know, but some people, some people could have a diet Coke and it technically would break their fast because they would have an insulin response, but other people, no insulin response at all. Um, and then at least from my perspective and my point on them, um, as someone that used to be a heavy, heavy sucralose consumer, I, um, in the same boat as you. So my personal experience was like, I was getting to the point where like I was, it was weird, man. I was like stiff all the time and I was starting to wonder what was going on. Like, why am I stiff? Like my legs are stiff, like all the time. I'm just constantly stiff. And I just like felt just general malaise and fatigue and, you know, went through, went off of those and man, go, cut, cutting out artificial sweeteners is like coming off of a street drug. It's It was like the, the toughest withdrawals. period of my life, Thomas. I'm telling it was, it, it, 
I'm with you. Yes, it was, it was a nightmare. It was horrible. I mean, the withdrawal, I mean, legit withdrawals, headaches, just yep. denial, just constant like justification to myself that I could go and have it. I mean, it took a lot of willpower and a lot of strength. You have to be in the right mindset to do it. But Absolutely. the point is I came out so much feeling so much better. Um, regardless, I mean, aspartame has been linked to so many different, you know, cancers and things like, or at least tumors, not cancers necessarily. Uh, sucralose, definitely cut and dry, proven to kill off 50% of your gut bacteria. Yeah. And there's all these links now with the gut bacteria and the brain, the gut bacteria and weight loss and different uh, relationships with lipopolysaccharides that are in your gut bacteria that can actually cause inflammation within the body. So there's no denying that they're bad for you. Um, you know, that's, that's plain and simple. And people will try to masquerade that by saying like, oh, it's only one molecule away. Honestly, like take a step back in reality. Like when is a chemical ever going to be good for you? Yeah. Like it's not good for you. It's not, it, it may not be as bad as some people think, but it's definitely not good. Yeah. No, I, I just think we're better off avoiding that stuff if we can. And unfortunately it's just in everything that we consume. And I think now luckily with, with the internet and social media, I think the awareness with Stevia is much greater than it used to be, but there's so many people that still aren't aware. And like you said, they even, I would rather be safe than sorry. And, and yeah. for me, I knew firsthand, like you said, I would wake up, I couldn't wake up in the morning. I would get my, my normal seven, eight hours of sleep. I remember being in my young twenties to go to wrestling practice early in the morning and not wanting to get out of bed. And I never understood what was wrong with me because I was never like that growing up in for the longest yeah. time. And then, you know, I'd be sitting in a chair and go to stand up and I'd get a blackout and just these weird little things started happening and adding up. And like my vision, I'll never forget it living in Tampa, Florida. My vision just went blurry one day where I was at the gym on the elliptical and I kept squinting my eyes. I always had 20, 20 vision and like, what's going on with me? And that was at my peak of artificial sweetener consumption and just cold turkey cut it out and and it was it was a nightmare it, I, and I actually justified to myself it was a uh, I went from cutting it all out to no sucralose is okay I'm gonna just do sucralose and because I was missing the diet sodas more than anything so I started doing the sucralose and then I noticed that the side effects still they they did not go away and then when I cut it all out I don't know if it took two or three weeks but I just started I was able to wake up in the morning I just felt better the blackout stopped the vision came back to normal. So I personally have this firsthand experience like yourself where it's just, I just think we're better off, better off without it on all that. But, but with Stevia now, now what are the benefits to Stevia for the, for our listeners out there? Um, and it, it, it doesn't have, and what is the research? What does the research tell us compared to aspartame and sucralose? Yeah. I mean, so Stevia is, has a very powerful, well, on the benefit side an antimicrobial effect too. So it's been shown like outside of the fact that it's, you know, as a sweetener, a natural sweetener, it does have a really powerful antimicrobial effect. So it's supposed to, you know, help stave off some of the gram-negative bacteria in your gut and it's supposed to help with a lot of different things. So antimicrobial effect. So that's that's a powerful thing in and of itself. Um, you know, stevia, you're, you're not going to, it's not a chemical. You know, you have a sweet, a sweet response that you're getting from basically a super concentrated extract from a particular plant. There's different forms of stevia and there's people are starting to, it's just now coming to the surface. There's like four or five different forms of stevia. It's pretty interesting. But um, you know, by and large, you're, you're not getting any of the, the negative effects. You're not getting the gut bacteria dying off. You're not getting as much of an excitotoxin response. Um, all in all, I mean, between stevia and monk fruit, I think those are the way to go. Yeah. Um, erythritol is another one that's out there, which is, it's fine. It's, it's you know, it's a, it still comes from a plant. It's, it's, 
it's not as sweet as stevia. It's not as sweet as monk fruit, but erythritol, um, you know, technically is a sugar alcohol. So some people get kind of bloated and distended from it when they have that. Absolutely. I personally yeah. don't have a good reaction to, uh, to that one. Yeah. You just get super bloated. Yeah. You yeah. Get, like, even if I have uh, gum that's sweetened with it or just like a, a lozenge that uses a sweetener or that for the sweetener, I can tell automatically. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely has an effect. I was going to ask you too, Thomas, because it was like as far as pre-workouts go out there, that was one of the things. And, and I had created with my Wake Up Unlimited Energy pre-workout with the stevia, is is marketing it as intermittent safe, essentially. Yeah. And are there? Have you seen like a lot of the pre-workouts out there? A lot of them have aspartame and sucralose in them. So you would yeah. you would would you recommend avoiding those for for like the weightlifters, everybody out there, if yeah, you are doing sure. intermittent fasting. Especially since sucralose usually ends up having a maltodextrin binder to it, so it ends up having a bunch of, you know, stuff that's technically going to still elicit an insulin spike. So yeah, going for something that's stevia, monk fruit, um, you know, just and you know, making sure you're not having things in there that would actually break a fast. A lot of pre workouts and stuff out there actually have a couple of grams of carbs in there. You know, it's like keep it clean, just keep it simple, citrulline, melee, things like that. You know, it's just like it's it, you don't need a whole lot of like, crazy weird extra carb. I don't know why there's so many out there that have two or three grams of carbs. It just seems like there's, cause there's a lot of people that are, that are not intermittent fasting, but still train fasted in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it defeats the whole purpose. You might as well just have a cup of rice. I mean, you got that. No, that was, that was one of my motivations for, for making this. Cause I came across that myself and it was, uh, it was just, uh, that was the route I decided to go because I personally, I found that a lot of them, they, they, they were, they did have contain a little bit of calories and whatnot. I wanted to, to ask you also from a, uh, for men with intermittent fasting, from a growth hormone testosterone standpoint, uh, what, because my, my buddy PJ was the one that, that had told me about this. Uh, there's a lot of benefits to that for men, right? With, with the intermittent fasting for elevating your growth hormone levels? Totally. Yeah. So the, uh, the interesting with the, on the growth hormone side is there's some mis misconceptions about it, but generally speaking, yeah, huge, huge boosts in, in growth hormone. And it just has to do with, uh, you know, part of it being the circadian rhythm, part of it being that growth hormone is just naturally released when you're not eating, um, you know, because whenever you are eating, you have other systems and processes that have to go to work. And it's the job of growth hormone to be released under different hormone cascades that stimulate recovery. People think that you recover when you're eating. You recover when you're sleeping. Like, you know, it's like even back in the old body bodybuilding days, those old school guys would still kind of say like, oh, you know, you, you, this is you're eating for your recovery. No, quite frankly, you're sleeping for your recovery. Just no one likes no one wants to talk about it because it's not sexy. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like I'm sorry, but like all your muscle growth, everything's happening when you're sleeping, yeah. and that's exactly why growth hormone is released. And when you're sleeping, guess what? You're not eating. So it's the same kind of thing. So you have, you know, studies have shown. I mean, massive, massive increases. But some of the massive increases are. They're, I don't want to say they're blown out of proportion, but they're measured at interesting times and weird pulsing rates. The way the growth hormone pulses, like, because there, there's some there's some studies out there that show like literally two thousand percent increases in growth hormone, which is not a lie and it's not an exaggeration. Like that legitimately happened, yeah. but it's not like you have a consistent two thousand. Usually, I mean, quite frankly, with growth hormone, it ends up being about a two to three hundred percent increase, which I'll take all day long. That's a Absolutely, good increase. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's better than better than one hundred percent. So. Is there a time frame for how long you need to fast for for that to, to start reaping those benefits? Do you know? You know, so the studies, again, have been kind of conflicting. It shows that, like, even within 16, 8 fasting periods, there's elevated levels of growth hormone, significantly elevated levels of testosterone over an eight-week period. Um, for the big, giant increases in intermittent fasting, usually you're looking, like, 24-plus for the big human growth hormone boosts. But the fact that there's still an increase after 16 hours 
I mean, again, bar none, you're, you're in a better situation. Yeah. I was actually, I, I did have a question for you personally for myself on this. Cause so I've had, and as our listeners know, I've talked about it many times left WWE. I was really, really hurt. I've had nine stem cell procedures, three on my back and six on my shoulder. I got two more coming up in January. My doctor, Dr. Baumgartel here with Nevada Spine Clinic, actually brought it to my attention that going into the procedure, the next ones, that if I could fast for 72 hours, because he, he, he's really big on all this, that it would actually amplify the stem cells yep. going into the procedure. Are you, are you uh, aware of any of those health benefits with that, as far <laughs> as from a stem cell standpoint? Totally. Do you? Have, you must have like cameras, and microphones in my office because I literally recorded a video yesterday on it. So yeah, I am that. secretly watching you, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not going it's not going live till January. But the short of it is is that um, there's two two cool things that go on. So stem cells have a unique ability to do what's called self self renewal. They're a very specific cell that has the ability to, under certain circumstances, replicate a carbon copy of itself. Um, so cells will multiply. But when they multiply, there's usually a level of gene mutation that occurs and they don't always become the same cell. So like um, I'm going to just hypothetically speaking here, this may or may not be correct, but just for context, let's just say like um, um, a regular like beta cell in the pancreas. If that go, that won't go through a, a cell renewal process, that might go through a multiplication and dividing process, but that could mean that one cell does one thing and another cell is slightly different. Self-renewal is where they basically clone themselves and stem cells have the ability to basically clone themselves. Wow. Now, a study at USC a while back found, or a research done at USC, found that when you're fasting, you have a significant amount of self-renewal that occurs. So basically, stem cells that are there in the body at that time rampantly go through the self-renewal process. For some reason, when you're fasting, they just decide to like replicate like mad. Why? We don't really know yet, but they just, they just do. And um, then the other side of the equation, so that's what they're looking at. If they're going to give you a stem cell injection or they're leading up to it, they know that if you're fasted or if you're going to fast, that those stem cells are going to do a lot more work. They're going to self-replicate and do that. The other thing is, have you heard of like, have you heard of telomeres before? No. So telomeres are really interesting. Telomeres are a portion of the DNA. So in our DNA, our, you know, remember that each cell has DNA. Everything has DNA that dictates what it is, you know, and it's, so when we look at how a cell is structured, the DNA is protected by something called the telomere. And you envision, envision a pair of shoelaces. The shoelaces have the little plastic caps at the end, right? If the plastic cap were to fray and end up or, or disintegrate and break down, eventually the shoelace would fray and you wouldn't be able to tie the shoelace. Well, our DNA operates the same way. Our DNA has these things called telomeres, which are little protective ends on them. And each time a cell divides, which happens millions of times every second, these little telomeres or shoelace plastic pieces get shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter until finally when we are old and we're withering away when our telomeres are gone the dna is exposed to free radicals and it changes the structure and eventually it dies and we eventually die so it's so what's happening is you know there's all this research now coming out surrounding the world of telomeres being like okay if we can have telomeres and, and keep our telomeres actually long and keep them from shortening then we can live for a heck of a lot longer. So what they're finding now is that these telomeres, so stem cells produce an enzyme known as telomerase, and telomerase is an enzyme that actually allows those telomeres to grow. So in essence, stem cells make it so that the plastic cap on the end of your shoelace magically grows back. Wow. So your shoelace wow. will never fray. So they're finding that now stem cells have a practical application for longevity. So now they're saying like, 
what happens is um, that telomerase process is what's really important. So if we can have periods of fasting, we get more stem cells, which means we produce more telomerase, which means we live longer. So that crazy is stuff. beyond fascinating. I have found, though, for my last two stem cell procedures I've had, this was this coincides when, with my intermittent fasting. I've had tremendous, tremendous growth during this period of, of my, my healing and recovery where I jumped at a much higher rate than I had on the previous ones. So for me... I'm firsthand, I'm, I'm feeling the benefits of it from what I'm hearing on this. And it's just so fascinating to me that, and I wanted to ask you with the prolonged fast, uh, fasting, cause I've heard you talk about that. Um, and with these stem cells, it's so just, just doing a 16, eight people can get the stem cell healing properties essentially correct. Or, or that the, the health benefits to some of that, or does it, does that come from the prolonged fasting? Yeah, so it seems as though the stem cell portion comes from 24 hours plus. Okay. Yeah, the, um, now, I don't know, honestly, I don't think there have been any studies that have looked at intermittent fasting. So the interesting thing about the intermittent fasting side of the piece is that people are doing it more frequently. So I'm sure there is a, is a, a process there in which if you're doing it frequently enough, the aggregate, I'm sure it does actually add up. Um, th- I think intermittent fasting in terms of where it is in the clinical world right now and where it is in terms of the research world it's still pretty embryonic. People are still not, you know, we're just now getting to the point where studies are coming out on 16, eight, you know, because it's been kind of just a uh, flown under the radar for a while. And now there's all the science is coming out. That's why it's getting so popular is because these first few studies that are coming out are like, Whoa, this is crazy. And, but, but it's uh, so, I mean, I would argue I'd have to, you know, say it with a, again, a grain of salt because it's not like anything concrete, but it looks as though like, 24 hours is where you start to see like the longevity benefits, okay. but, six, but I think the 16-8 is still going to yield a lot of that simply through calorie restriction in and of itself. Yep. You're going to be you know, having a longevity um, accomplishment there. Uh, and, and for the, the prolonged fasting, and then like, like I said, I was doing a 24-hour fast once a week, and I've cut that back because I saw your video kind of recommended maybe once a month. Do you, how, how much should a person... Uh, incorporate that into that the uh, 24 hour fast or a 48 hour fast uh would you say just once a month is that kind of uh something you you would say on that because i've heard you talk about a 24 hour fast like or you do it once a month is that or or is it something doing it once a week is that too much yeah i would say once every two to four weeks so i'd say every other week you're okay to do one um it's and it's simply just because it it just that's a lot of calorie restriction that probably does it and you want to maintain the benefit of it you want to maintain it you know so that you're actually, when you do it, you're getting a really pronounced effect. Okay. The, the big reason that, especially when I'm on the channel, that I'm not always a big fan of consistently fasting like every day or super frequent fasting is you have to remember that sometimes people don't have a, um, I, don't, I don't know how to say this, but they don't have like a buffer to prevent them from really going off the rocker with it and actually developing um, almost an eating disorder with it. I've seen people where, they enjoy intermittent fasting so much that they just keep pushing it. And like yeah. I've, I'll see people and they'll, they'll come to me and be like, hey, I started out doing 16, 8. It felt really good. I went to 20 and now I've been doing 24. And now I do two 48-hour fasts a week because I feel good. I'm like, okay, now you're starting to get to a point where like <clears throat> you're feeling so good in it. I get it. But you're also developing these tendencies that could be addictive. And you just have to be careful and yep. keep it in check. You can so, almost create a fear for food too, almost like you're not, not eating ever because like, you convince yourself it's so bad because it works yep. so good. 
Yeah, that, that, that's and it, it's a testament to how effective intermittent fasting yeah. is, though. I mean, that's the thing. It's like people get literally addicted to it because it feels and works so good. So again, it came down to the thing with great power comes great responsibility. You learn, you just have to, you know, and it comes back to the old archaic things of, you know, have a plan, write your plan down, just have a plan. And if you have a plan, it makes everything a lot better. It's just like when you start logging your food. I, I mean, random, but I mean, I just randomly started logging my food again the last couple of weeks because I do it periodically just because it's so easy to start just losing track. You start being like, I, I know how much a certain amount of food is. I'll just eyeball it. The next thing you know, like I start logging my food. It puts everything in perspective again. And having that plan, just, I mean, everything is just like buttoned up and tightened up. Holds you and, accountable and you can yeah. see what you're actually doing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. With that, a couple more questions for you. I, I know you're a busy man. Uh, as far as cardio goes with intermittent fasting, I, I, I never in a million years thought that I would be able, I always had to have a big meal before I, I worked out. And I've just completely, my mindset has changed on all this. I, I, I work out, you know, towards the end of my fast where I typically will usually have about an hour window from when my workout's over to when I have my first meal. And, and I've never felt better doing that. But as far as cardio goes, do you have a certain recommendation uh, as far as low intensity or high intensity cardio and is with the intermittent fasting, what coincides better if both of them are greater? Yeah. So it's an interesting, I was just talking with a buddy of mine this morning about it. So with cardio in general, I mean, let alone it's enhanced with fasting, but when you're going to do lower intensity cardio, you want to be really keeping it low and really low intensity. You know, you don't want to be like where people run into issues is they start like trying to stay in this like 70, 80% max heart rate for like extended periods of time. Like they're going to go for a run and they're going to like try to push it for six miles, like at a good pace. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're training to be a runner. Okay. Like that's totally fine. But when it comes down to like, you either want to be in one of two categories. You either want to be in like that 60% heart rate area where you're just getting your heart rate up just nice enough where you're breaking a little sweat, like, you know, walking on an incline, like put the incline up to 13, 14% on the treadmill and just crank at a slow grind where the heart rate's just grinding. But it's not like you're not constantly in this like halfway between aerobic and anaerobic and you're yeah. just not sure where you're at. Um, you know, the other alternative is go hundred percent and go hit, you know, and yep. really do that. So I'm a big fan of, and people have a, this fallacy that like doing hit when you're fasted is bad because you're just going to like, like, no, like train hard when you're fasted, like yeah. by all means, because what you're doing is you're conditioning your body to be able to train that way and use its own fuel source. Everything's an adaptation. If you train like a baby when you're fasted, you're going to continue to train like a baby when you're fasted. Yep. So train like a freaking animal when you're fasted. And guess what? In a couple of weeks, you'll be able to train like an animal when you're fasted because your body will adapt and it will develop the ability to use those substrates for fuel, period. That's, I actually have found in, in PJ Black, it was the one that told me about this with the high intensity cardio while you're, you're fasted. But I, when I, I find when I, I'm a big burpee advocate, like I love yeah. burpees. Me I too. find though that when I do my burpees with intermittent fasting, I, I, I can physically see the difference that it's rather than there's days where I take it easy while I'm healing and I'll do the elliptical for an hour. But I find when I do that high intensity, hundred burpees in 10 minutes, that, that the fat loss benefits, they're greater with that while you're intermittent fasting, correct? Oh, hell yeah. Like, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. That's good to know. And then I, just one more question I told him. Was, this is for my buddy, PJ Black. He wanted to know, does Kratom break a fast? I'm not <laughs> familiar. Like, I, I'd say I'd, I'd seen it and I tried it many years ago and, and didn't really like it. I, it just wasn't for me. But he, that was a question that he had. 
Yeah, I had a buddy in Australia that asked me the same question like a month or so ago, and like I had to actually like uh, do some research on it because I'm like, okay, well, kratom is not really for me. But I was just like, it's. I mean, the long and the short of it is, no, I don't see why it would break a fast. I mean, okay. I so it's. I mean, it all depends on. I guess it depends on the on the on the person and what you. I don't know who you ask. I bet you know if you ask Rhonda Patrick on it, she probably probably would say the same kind of thing just because of the metabolic effect that it has. But some people will say like any change to your metabolic processes at all are going to break a fast. Like they're gonna like if you so she's like you know not even pro caffeine. She's like if you actually have caffeine in the mix or anything like that, then you're putting yourself in a situation where you're altering you're altering that process. And okay. I think we fall into the same category with any of those things. So you know people ask me the same thing. Like it's like uh, with creatine for instance. Like people ask me that too. Like it's creatine gonna break a fast. You know, Good creatine, question, yeah. yeah, you know, creatine, you know, technically, in my opinion, it won't break a fast. Okay. It's something that you're, um, with creatine, it's, it's another energy substrate, but you're not directly being fueled from that energy substrate. Yeah. So mm-hmm. people think like you're not getting an effect from creatine until two days after it's been taken. Like it's not like you're trying to build up stores. It, like, it's not like you take creatine in this instant energy, you know, so it's not, that's not how it works. So, you know, that's a common one that comes up. So, you know, and with, with Kratom and things like that, it all depends. Like, you know, some people take it in capsules, some people even smoke it, some people, you know, so there's a lot of different ways that it can be, can be used. So it all depends on it, which actually leads into another one. People ask even, even, uh, marijuana. I mean, does that, does that yeah. break a fast? Um, you know, in my opinion, like, no, it wouldn't break a fast, but CBD oil, since it's suspended in an oil would. So it's, uh, but if you do you know, like, so CBD capsules, something, what about like now, is that being a form something like that? CBD capsules, you should, you should be good, especially if they're in like a more of a form that's not fat soluble. So that's yeah. what, it, what it runs down to is, you know, if you're getting it in a, in a soft gel, it's, it's because they're suspending the oil, yep. you know, putting the oil in a soft gel. So the same kind of thing with supplements, it's like water soluble supplements, good to go. But fat soluble, obviously there's oil there. People don't, think about that like even a fish oil pill has like 10 calories you know that's uh, save your fish oil pills till after you break your fast so, i've had to check all that with my with my supplements and i had like a like a prostate formula in there and it has like 15 or 20 calories something like random and i was just like just got to be aware of everything when you're yeah. when you're doing that well thomas like with, with everybody that we have on this show i always like to ask one final question just for everybody um i'm a big believer in just positivity and just trying to to be good human beings whenever we can but from your experience and with your life, is there just one piece of advice, whether it's health and fitness, just life advice, that you would uh, give to the listeners out there and what you've learned from your life? Yeah, you know, I've done a lot of interesting things in my life, and I think at the end of all of it, um, I have a tattoo that's on my shoulder that probably sums it up. It says, money doesn't wait atop the hill, glory doesn't wait atop the hill, all that waits atop the hill is the damn top of the hill. And... The point of that, it comes from an old like 1990s uh, Nike ad that in when you actually sum it up, it ultimately just means just do it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which really is so simple, but action precedes motivation always. They always say that motivation precedes action. That's not the case. Like you don't develop momentum or motivation or inertia until you're moving. So for everyone that's listening to this, for everyone, no matter what it is that you're on the fence whether it's intermittent fasting or anything like that, like just freaking do it because like you're not going to ever learn life is way too short and it's just you just have to take action like just be an action taker period and take one step in that direction 
period. Like, and that's all there is to it. And the rest of your life will be a heck of a lot easier. <laughs> Great advice. That's actually, I'd read something not long ago. It says, just essentially just do it, just start moving and you'll figure it out as you go along. Don't, yep. don't overthink it and, and, Man, that's great advice. Thomas, is there anywhere for, for our listeners where they could find you? Anything you'd like to put up for YouTube, social media? Yeah, I mean, I think the best place to, to always tell people to go is, is to the YouTube channel just because there's so much content there. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, they can go to thomasdelauer.com if they need anything specific or they need to you know, reach out to a member of my team or anything like that. But quite honestly, thomasdelauer.com is just there as sort of a, a placeholder for my brand and reality. Like more, more often than not, I drive everyone to the YouTube channel because that's what they're after. They're usually after the information. They don't want to talk to me. I'm just a guy. <laughs> they want my information. So, you know, go to, you know, go to the YouTube channel, just type in Thomas Delauer and then I'll be haunting you all over the internet. So good deal. And Thomas, I thank you for putting such great content out. I, I just, yeah, you're extremely intelligent and you're helping a lot of people. And I, for one, am truly thankful for it. So thank you for myself. Thank you for coming on this show. And uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback. And I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at fuelmeals.com has something for everybody. An easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So Fuel Meals come in handy for me when I need it most, and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code THEBIGGUY to save 15%. FuelMeals.com. Feed me more. We are back. Big thank you to Thomas DeLauer for taking time out of his busy schedule to come on conversation with the big guy, Ryback. I actually botched the opening of the show. We've added the name Ryback into the show. Helps with search features having your name in the show. Conversation actually. with the big guy? Ryback. With, with big, with, how, how conversation you say with the big guy, Ryback. Oh, okay. Yeah, just having the name. And Asian Joe and JD. And JD, just making the name way longer. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and Asian Joe and, 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 and JD. <laughs> and whoever our guest is that week. The, uh, no, but it was um, Thomas DeLauer's helped me a lot uh, in, in learning about intermittent fasting and in uh, and, and making some adjustments as we go along and whatnot. So I enjoyed that interview. JD got to talk a little bit. I wasn't there. <laughs> I think we got one question. You got one question in? <laughs> one comment. <laughs> now the, uh, well, we've talked about that, Joe. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to be in for the I interviews. Know. I know. It's, it's not like we're like, no, you can't do it. You're not allowed. It's just, it's, it's tough. It's tough because I don't know the subject. And so it's like trying to chime in sometimes. Yeah. It, it would, I feel like it would be just taking time out of your thing just to sit here. No, it, I actually enjoy or, interviews Skype. and stuff like that and, or Skyping and whatever, but yeah. It would, it, ideally, it would be great to have. I prefer I prefer them to be here, you know. Actually, like when we had you like doing the in studio interviews. In studio interviews because I think it, it's more personable, personable and stuff like we that. We got to get a little bit more credibility before we can start luring well, people tra- to my I'm house. Trying, well, I've been trying to get a, a comedian to come on here. Oh uh, yeah, Rachel Wolfson. She said she might here be next week, but yeah, she's busy when she comes out I know, here, though, right? But she's doing a comedy show, but she might have a couple hours to, to spare or stuff like that. So I would, I would, that I'll would, I'll keep in contact with her. Yeah, let's. Uh, I actually have my guy too. 
What? Larry Francis, I could always message her to try to set up a time mm-hmm. for. But you want you're trying to get her in person. He would he would set up a Skype probably if she wasn't in. But you would be best for doing in person. Yeah, in person with that. Like that. Yeah, and uh, we got a. We're trying to get CT Fletcher on here. Hopefully, that'll probably be 2019. Reach out, get ODB on the show. Wrestler uh, with uh, used to be with TNA and. Uh, just I've known her all the way back to Louisville, Kentucky. She worked at Smoky Bones with me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, so he has like she's one of my favorites. Interesting she's, stories. Yeah, we have like just it's she. We got really. We'll wait and talk about it on the show. I she's she's a good. She's loved by everybody. Like all the guys love her. She's just like she's just she's a good, good, good chick. I didn't know what I was going to say. Right? I was going to say she's a good girl. Good person. This I was is a good person. Say, good good person. person, yeah. I was going to say she's a good girl, but that sounds no, like... Let's say, let's say a good person. She would probably be offended by that. Yeah, right? she, yeah. no, she would have definitely... I would have get a, I'll get a text message over that. Yeah. But with that, guys, go ahead and wrap up this week's show. The uh, We're actually, too, uh, um, we're going to be doing uh, a new open and close for the show. Um, Pretty kind of cool. Yeah, got a, a professional voiceover guy. Yeah, does like all the, yeah, the, all the movies with the, with the back the with world, the sound effects and in like, a world where no one listens to podcasts and, but conversation with the big in guy. in a world where nobody likes the big guy Ryback <laughs> <laughs> with explosions in the yeah, background. Exactly, bodge, bodge, get bodge. in the helo or copper chopper. <laughs> <laughs> Crappy jokes, stupid information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with that. 2019 right around the corner. Yeah. We'll be back next week. And Joe, is there anything you would like to go ahead? Um, You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Hopefully I don't get banned or shadow banned. Uh, It's Webmaster Joe. And also uh, check out my website, Asian Joe. I'm actually going to start putting on more content on that. I feel like you've been saying that for a long time now. Yeah. But I, for a year I, I posted, to be exact. I did post it up the the Lexus Fox interview from on YouTube. So I posted on that website. Okay. On my website. So I'm going to post more photos and stuff like that. Cool. Good deal, JD. Take your time. Are you drunk, JD? Take your time, JD. No, no, no. I'm just changing up the format here. I feel like, like JD, have you been having drinks during this show? Unfortunately not. That's why I I didn't think you were enjoying yourself as much this week. Of course I am. Oh, it's, it's always better. I'm just trying to be mindful of some of the words. It's throwing you off, huh? I did have a guy tell me at the gym, um, big guy, that uh, he's listened to the podcast from day one. Oh, wow. He, uh, he enjoys the show. So, okay. Yeah. Part of what he enjoys is the cussing. Was, he did like the drinking when I, when I used to have some drinks on the show. Maybe we should bring that back. No, it, I, don't get me wrong. I would love to be able to. I just haven't been, been drinking. We need a vodka sponsor. That would be that would be That's nice. Or whiskey, or whiskey or whiskey. I love. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. I'm a big Honey Jack guy. Oh yeah. Honey Jack can be. Yeah, I, I've never had a glass of Honey Jack that I didn't. Believe. I really want to. I, I know um, Joanna Angel and um, uh, Small Hands. Um, that's his name, but he actually has uh, a whiskey. His called, name is Small Hands. Yeah, that's his. Uh, is he adult friends with uh, Long Neck and Big Neck. Yes, <laughs> which we'll save that. We're going to talk yeah, about yeah, that know, next week. But no, they actually have a whiskey called Doom Whiskey, and it's a hundred proof whiskey, and it's really good. I, I'm going to ask him if I if I could bring him over. What's it called? Doom Doom Whiskey. Doom Whiskey. Yes. 
Would they? It's only it's only in uh, it's 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 um, distilled in Oklahoma, but right now it's being distributed all in the, on on LA. We should uh, I'll talk to talk to them. I'll talk. We'll to give them, them good rates. Yeah. Get them on the show. I'll talk. To, I'll talk to. Because uh, bottle could be front front and center. Yeah. I would be. I'd have. A, I'd have a couple drinks for that. Yeah, I drink. I mostly drink whiskey. You just we got, just you end up staying in one of the guest rooms every week. Just <laughs> Joe Uber. That's Uber. Here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, JD, anything you'd like to plug? Oh yes, the plugs. <laughs> <laughs> I like throwing you off. because you're you're just you're just looking at me and it's just like plugs. Yeah, plugs. <laughs> I got it. Uh, ironattitudebelts.com hopefully going to have the new website launched in the new year here it's only been a uh, six or seven month project that just never seems to get done there's been a lot of hiccups with the uh, the belt builder it's it, it's crazy to me that you have a difficult website I mean well, for, on, to design I should say the, the, the plug-in it's, I told you the plug-in um you know, apparently there was some people, third world people, who were involved in building the original website that I didn't find out till afterwards, and they made this plug-in do things that when it was brought to the attention of the developers, the developers said, no, the plug-in doesn't do this, and my webmaster's like, uh, yes, it does, because these people made it do it, and they're like, what the hell? So there's been this ongoing thing to have the developers figure out how to do it and there's issues along the way and all these other headaches. So hopefully, knock wood, in January it'll launch. It'll be more user-friendly, easier to navigate. And there's going to be a little bit uh, of a bit of a different pricing structure. So. Okay. And other than that, at old Instagram, at IronAttitudeJD. Good deal. For all fan mail for myself, please send it to P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. We now have Feed Me More Nutrition shirts available on FeedMeMore.com, along with Feed Me More Nutrition, available on Amazon and eBay, as well as FeedMeMore.com. For personal video shout-outs from myself, go to BookCameo.com slash TheBigGuyRyback. Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, my motivational book, available on Amazon and paperback audible in Kindle formats. For all professional wrestling bookings, Asian Joe, book the big guy at yahoo.com or Bill Barron's at showbiz, that's S-H-O-W-B-I-S, at AOL.com. Who, who uses AOL? Bill Barron's, wow. that's all. Fuel Meals, personal meal prep service. Watch your language, you're doing plugs. Sorry. Fuel Meals, personal meal prep service of the big guy Ryback. FuelMeals.com. Save a whopping 15% with discount code the big guy. Follow this podcast on social media at CWTBG, at Ryback22, at FMM Nutrition on Twitter, at Feed Me More Nutrition on Facebook. I'm not a fan of Facebook. At the big guy Ryback22, at Feed Me More Nutrition, at Conversation with the Big Guy. On Instagram, Ryback247 on Snapchat, and watch this show on YouTube, please. YouTube.com slash Feed Me More Channel. You've just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. Thank you. You're welcome. Feed me more.